the end of the day, we do we do what we do for the people. The People's Podcast. What's up, good people? This is your boy DJ Busby. And it's your boy JKD. And this is the People's Podcast. And today, y'all, we have not only the first interview, but a legendary interview that we're about to have with a brother that, you know, it's crazy yeah. how we met. And we'll get into that story later. People, we have none other than my brother. You see him dancing right here. <laughs> he goes by the name Kevin Crown. Yo, 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 what's up, man? Good, bro. What's going on with you? I'm here, man. Just, you know, in, in my, my element, you know. Just... It, you want to know why I love technology and what we've developed over these past couple of years? It looks like you sitting here <laughs> with us right now. Right. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just be careful, don't bounce, JK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But people, this is not your average conversation today. This is going to be one that a lot of you need to pay attention to. Sure. This is the People's Podcast, and we wanted to bring the best of the best to, you know, tell us their story, how they got to where they are, right. and so forth. So, as with that being said, let's get into it. Uh, my brother, Kevin Crown, thank you for joining us today, first and foremost. Yeah, no problem, man. You um, know. Now, again, we built a crazy bond over the last two years, which we'll get into later. But getting into the start of this interview, I want to bring things back to the start of your career. I know okay. a lot of people, you know, they see the likes, they see the followers, they see the, the you on the big stage, but they don't know where things started and what it took to get you where you are today. So with that being said, let's get things started. Say, you know, where did Kevin Crown begin his journey? All right, so um, for those who know, I've been DJing since I'm 12 years old. In my parents' basement when I was 12 years old, um, growing up in uh, Brownsville, Brooklyn, big up to everybody in New York City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, I, um, I had aspirations of actually playing basketball, but um, because of where I grew up, it's very dangerous outside. My mother was really not trying to have me play outside like that, yeah. especially in the park. So, um, I didn't have any brothers, you know, three sisters running around, my mother and father working all day to provide for us. Um, you know, when, you know, TV got boring, you know, video games, you know, I, I did what I had to do with them. I had music and I, I, I felt I was fascinated with how music was mixed. And I realized at a very young age, I came coming from the cassette age, you know, if I got my own records, I could make my own mixtapes. And that's really how it started. So, um, you know, I'm self-taught. I taught myself the ins and outs of a mixer, why there was a headphone jack, the crossfader. Yeah. And, um, you know, it wasn't good, you know, but, it, you know, as anything, you know, you develop it over time, it gets amazing. Yeah. And um, that's just what I did. Um, 15, you know, I was a senior in high school and getting ready to go to college. And I started playing out, I believe that summer was the first time I actually played outside of my house. And I really like, you know, the uh, being in front of a crowd and doing my thing. And it just went from there. Um, 16, I was in a college radio station, was putting out my first mixtapes, started doing some college gigs. And then being in college, you know, um, my sound, King Crown, you know, which I'm still a member to this day. Yeah. Um, you know, we were just up and down the college circuit. So we wasn't lit in the clubs at all. We would go to the clubs and party. And a lot of people didn't even know I was a DJ. 
But in the college circuit, you know, we was tearing up and down the East Coast. Right. And, um, you know, we, we started keeping our own events and, you know, everything just grew and it grew and it grew. We started getting noticed. And I, I really got noticed um, in, 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 in the, the club circuit for dancing. Um, so it, 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 it's crazy. A lot of people knew me as a dancer first, yeah. had no idea that I could DJ. So when they noticed that I was DJing, everybody thought that I started DJing after I danced, which is actually not true. I was DJing since I was 12. So by the time I got popular as a DJ, as, as a dancer, I was already like six, seven years in as a DJ. So that's how it basically started for me. Um, and I just kept going and going and going and going. It's one thing about me. Um, I'm very stubborn. I'm very, uh, I'm very uh, passionate and uh, I don't give up. And, you know, so many years later, here I am. Interesting. And, you know, you brought up something that is of importance as well. You mentioned that your lifestyle or where you lived was a factor in the decisions that you made or your parents made for you. Yeah. Um, again, where you live is not the safest of places. And following your career, one of the most profound things I heard about your journey is your situation where you got stabbed. Oh, yeah. And what that did for your, you know, your personal desires, your personal passion and what you wanted to do for the career. So talk to the people a little bit about that dark moment in your life. So it, 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 it's, 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 it's weird, right? Um, my my sound system name it was King Crown yeah. 2010, right? Um, we we gave that. It, we wasn't thinking about the year 2010 when we came up with this name. The the reality of the situation was there was another sound system with the same name called King Crown, mm. and you know we was like, yo, what's up? Y'all want to clash for the name? We got dubs, we got this, and we was like, yo, to differentiate us from that other King Crown. Um, let's add something to our name. So we call ourselves KCI, King Crown International. Yeah. And then it was like, yo, well, we ain't been nowhere, so we're not really international. <laughs> so then, <laughs> you know, we just came out with, uh, we started playing around with names and we just said King Crown 2010, 2010. Mm. And we said, yo, that shit sound dope. And, you know, we stuck with that. We put it in dubs, we got drops, we had 2010 on, on our clothes. It was crazy, man. And, you know, I got stabbed April 20, April 20th, 2010. Worst year of my life. Crazy. You remember the date of that? That's crazy. Yeah, April 20th, 2010. Um, I got stabbed. Um, just so happens uh, I I did a gig. Um, at the time I was using my DJ equipment a lot, and I did a gig. It was a Sunday gig, and I brought it, brought out my turntables, and you know, um, I had them in my truck. Parked my truck out, outside of my building I was living in at the time. And somebody broke into the truck and took my DJ equipment. Wow. This DJ equipment was very um, special to me because it was custom. It was custom made. And me and my father actually worked on it together. And, um, you know, I uh, call myself trying to be an investigator, you know, asking around. And I actually found out who took it. It was a, it was a crackhead. I know his name and everything. Um, and you know, I was paying people. I was like, yo, if you see him, call me. And, you know, I called the cops and I said, I know who did it. And it was like, well, you know, if you see him, call us. So I tracked down the guy the next day. I was very civil. You know, I wasn't on no kind of violence yeah. tip and, you know, I approached him and, 
you know, we was in the elevator and I said, yo, listen, I would just want my stuff back. I don't want no problems. I won't do nothing to you. Uh-uh-uh. Walking outside, I don't know if he felt afraid, but I was in front of him walking out the door of the building. You know, that corridor where you ring the bell? Yeah, yeah. It was me, my boy who was outside, then my next boy who was in the corridor with us. Some, some said, Kevin, turn around. I turned around and I saw the guy swinging at me. Now, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, in, I'm into martial arts. And my reaction was to just block what I thought was a punch. I felt a, 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 a sharp pain in my left arm. And I looked in his hand. It was a big knife. It was, you know, the, you know, the kitchen knife set, the yeah, biggest yeah. knife in the set. Wow. He had that like Jason style with it pointed, pointed down, trying to stab me. So, you know, the adrenaline rushed and, you know, I did what, you know, people see in the, the movies. I took off my jacket and I wrapped my arm with my leather jacket. And um, one, I was trying to kind of contain the bleeding. Two, I was trying to protect myself from the knife. So I pushed him into my boy. My boy grabs him. I gave him like three kicks to his hand. I, I found out later I actually broke his finger. Um, the knife fell on the floor. I kicked the knife outside. Um, and he was, you know, he was, he was a crackhead. So he had like crackhead strength. Yeah. And, you know, every time I hit him, you know, it, 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 I could talk about it now. It's, it's, it's kind of funny. Every time I hit him, something dropped out of his pocket. You know, I hit him. I hit him. <laughs> Some drugs dropped out of his pocket. It's like a pinata. Right. I hit him, some crack dropped out. I hit him again, some barber clippers dropped out. I don't know why he had clippers in his pocket, but the clippers dropped out of his pocket. And he and I was just like, yo, stay down, stay down, stay down. And you know, eventually, you know, we subdued the guy. You know, I called the cops, ambulance came, and um, that's when the pain happened. It was extremely painful when the adrenaline you know went down and then you know um you know my girlfriend was called and you know my family was called and you know at the time I felt kind of good that I got the guy you know I felt kind of good that he was in police custody and then you know I noticed that there was something wrong with my thumb and my fingers I couldn't move it and I told the doctor and he said yeah you got nerve damage you have to have surgery said, oh, shit. I didn't I didn't think nothing about it. You know, um, next day I had surgery and I was in a cast for a month. You know, um, you know, painkillers, all that. But I'm in a cast restricted. It was a month later that they took off my cast. And I and, and, and for whatever reason, I actually filmed this. I have it. The video still on my phone to this day that day. You know, they're wrapping up my arm. First of all, my arm is, is, um, it's, it's, it's mad skinny. There's no muscle tone. I can't straighten it out. And he told me, yo, move your hand. And I couldn't move my hand. I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't move my thumb. And I started crying like a baby. And, you know, it, it was in that reality that I, I, I realized I was disabled. And, you know, the doctor, you know, he gave me the whole spiel, you know, don't drink, don't smoke. 
um, because what happened is my radial nerve was severed at my elbow. And the radial nerve, what the radial nerve does, the radial nerve controls the wrist movement, it controls your thumb movement, and it controls the opening of your your four other fingers. Right. Right? So I could close my fingers, but I couldn't open them. I couldn't use my wrist. I couldn't use my thumb. So basically, my whole, my my hand was useless. Um, And he told me it would grow back very minutely every single day. But he didn't know how it was going to heal. But people so, imagine like this is a DJ and this is one of your hands that's the right. doctor is telling you you may not be able to use in the future. That's crazy. This is my dominant hand too. My left oh, hand. I am actually. Wow. I'm left. I'm left-handed. Okay. So I, I couldn't write. I couldn't. I, you know, it was. It was. Uh, it was devastating. Yeah. To say the least. But, um, I don't regret it happening. You know, the world and the experiences have a way of humbling you. And I don't know if I was arrogant, uh, but I I definitely got humbled because at the time, you know, I was touring, you know, I've, I've been, I was, I was popular. I've been popular since I'm 16. Yeah. So I've, I'm, I'm popular. Everybody, everywhere I go, I, I'm keeping parties, you know, I'm, 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 I'm popular. You know, uh, at this point I'm, I'm going to the Caribbean. I'm, you know, doing what I'm going to do. I'm on radio, you know, um, and, you know, that that experience that humbled it out of me. Mm. And, um, you know, that I think that's the reason why I got back into my martial arts after taking so much time off. And, um, you know, that year, every every day I would wake up and try to move my thumb. And, you know, I would tell my brain, thumb move, and the thumb wouldn't move. And I remember on my birthday, October 27, 2010, I said, thumb move. And my thumb moved a little bit. I said, oh, shit. And that day, I went back to my uh, my my Taekwondo school. And, um, you know, I uh, signed back up. They said, okay, you can start tomorrow. I said, nah, I'm starting today. And I, and I went back at seven at six forty five. Class started at seven fifteen, and I went every day for seven months, six days a week, three hours a day. Um, you know, I was a blue belt coming back. I got my black belt. Um, I got the use of my hand back. It's not a hundred percent. It'll never be a hundred percent. So, um, for anybody who's wondering, I have nerve damage for the rest of my life in my left, on my left mm-hmm. arm, you know, it's, I have restrictions that just going to be with me for life. Um, I went on in, in, you know, to, to start to teach Taekwondo. I started competing, you know, I have a couple of grand championships under my belt today. I'm a fourth degree, um, black belt in Taekwondo. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I've done so much in the past, that's 12 years. It's going to be 12 years in April that, um, you know, it's just amazing. It's it's literally like one of those movies that you see on TV. I'm one of the lucky ones. And, um, yeah, that, that, that really hurt. It really humbled me. And it, and it's funny, uh, sorry to talk so much, but it's, it's funny because after I, um, I started doing my martial arts, I got back into working out 
you know, every now and again, I would post a picture of myself with maybe my shirt off. And, you know, people would say, oh, he's such a show off. And I'm like, yo, it's, I'm not showing off. This is a testimony uh, of, of what can be done if you don't give up. A lot of people didn't know, you know, that what happened to me, because I don't dwell on it. You know, it's not something, you know, I'm going to say every time, you know, I get a chance. Yeah, I was disabled, but I'm not anymore. So people would just see, yo, six pack, yo, he got his shirt off. He's a show off. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, I, I'm not, it's not me really showing off. It's me like, yo, guys, you know, um, in, in the year 2010, up until 2011, I was kind of disabled and look where I'm at now. Nice. So yeah, it's, uh, definitely, I'm, I'm definitely blessed that way to have gone through that and, uh, you know, overcame that. So yeah, man. Crazy story, bro. And it's, it's one that, as you said, it's, it's a testament to saying, don't give up. Yeah. Keep, keep pushing. Yeah. And even if life throws you that, you know, throws you into the left field like that, you never know. Just keep telling your thumb. A move. <laughs> and then in 2013, yeah. I severed a, a tendon in this hand. Oh, wow. And I have permanent tendon, tendon damage in my middle finger on my right hand where wow. I can't, it can't bend all the way. It's limited motion. Wow. So, yes. Yeah, so I have nerve damage on this side, have tendon damage on this side for the rest of my life. Yes. See, and as, as, as I'm saying that, the little sprinkling, somebody sprinkling some, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have issues on, in both my limbs, wow. you know? So, um, it's like every, so often I, I have to go through something in 2018, I was in a car accident and had surgery on my knee God damn. and I, I had to overcome that. So in the past 12 years, I've gone under the knife three times and you know i haven't let let it stop me i went on to uh you know go to the scratch academy to um to learn how to scratch you know um you know but it's it, it gets frustrating at times because you know you have different issues with your left and your right yeah. so it's it's kind of it's kind of like you got to learn how to do things on one side differently from the other side you know, DJs who, who, who actually scratch, you guys know what I'm talking about when it comes to transforming and flaring and, you know, all the cool stuff that we do, you know, I have to, for me to do it, it, I have to go a little bit further because of, because of my issues, but I never let it, let it stop me. And I never had it as an excuse. I, you know, I, I went through the process and I'm still going through the process. You know, I'm not finished, you know, so, yeah. Nice. Look at one thing I wanted to to take a step back on with what you said was you you were speaking about martial arts and you just recently got a fourth degree black belt. Yeah, man. Um, congrats on that, first of all. Thank but you, I want you to talk about, you know, going through that process and not only what that's done for you as a person, how it's helped what you do in terms of DJing, um, your family life, et cetera, your whole being. How did, how did that project well, help you? Well, I wanted to do martial arts since I was young, but, you know, my mother and father couldn't afford the classes. So, um, you know, you, you would watch movies and, you know, do what you, you, you see and emulate what you see. But it wasn't until about 14, you know, uh, they offered it in my school. And uh, I took a couple of semesters for that. And then, you know, the mayor at the time cut all the programs and all the funding 
for extracurricular activities in school got cut. So the martial arts program got cut. So, you know, when I started working and I've been working since I'm 14, I started paying for my own classes. Um, you know, um, I took it serious and I was good, but it wasn't, it wasn't until I got stabbed and I went back, I realized how important, important self-defense is. And, you know, I had a different mindset because, you know, I would wake up sometimes and, you know, have nightmares. Like, what if I didn't turn around or what if I didn't block that knife? What if it went in my head? What if it went in my neck? What if it went in my chest? Why did I block? Because I didn't see the knife. I saw his hand. Why did I block the way I did? So it would, it, I would cringe and I would be scared. And, you know, the martial arts for me, what it did, it was like, a, um, it was like, how they say it, it's a balance. It's the yin and yang. I actually have the yin and yang tap tattooed on my elbow. Um, it's a balance because in the, in the party world, I was, you know, NBCK, natural born club killer, Kevin crown in the school for many, many years, they didn't know who I was. Now they do, you know, now they know, you know, I'm a world touring DJ. Now they know it, you know, social media, you can't hide that from anybody. Yeah. And then, you know, a lot of the parents, I was teaching their kids and they were like, oh, that's Kevin, you know? So, but before that, you know, when I was coming up, I was just regular old Kevin, you know, you know, I would call, you know, the instructor's master. I would bow. It was very humbling. I was very, it was very humbling. You know, you go out, you go out in the world and you, you're performing in front of 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 people. Then you're going into the dojang and you're taking off your shoes and you're bowing and, you know, you're sweating. And, you know, it's a very, very slow process. This is not like a movie where, you know, you, you, you get beat up, then you, you do some training and two hours later, you're a, a martial arts master. Yeah. It's not like that. It's, 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 it's not like that. And, um, being able to endure that day after day, month after month, year after year, it, it kind of gave me the perseverance to do that with my DJ career. Cause every, like you said, everybody sees the numbers and everybody sees, everybody sees you when they see you yeah. and everybody feels like you just started DJing when they see you, you know, they, they feel like, Oh yeah. Kevin crown just, just came out of nowhere. You know, they don't know. No, I've been, I've probably been playing music longer than your favorite DJ, you know, and, and nobody sees that grind. Nobody, nobody, I don't even think they care until it's moment like these where you get to reflect, oh, and you're dead. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's the worst. You, you, you know, they, that's, that's when everybody wants to look into, you know, your, 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 your history when it's, when it's come to what would come to an end. Um, and that's not, that's not the case all the time, which uh, I'm also thankful for. Um, but the, 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 the martial arts, it was, it's definitely my balance. It's, it's my perseverance. Um, it also a lot of, a lot of self-control when it comes to, uh, you know, the negative things that could happen and the adversity you can get and the, uh, the political, part of this you know the the hate you know which i'll say that's that's just gonna come if you're good you're gonna get hated on all right so so don't feel like you know if you're getting hated on you're doing something right and you know i think me 
at, at a time, I was I was certified deadly when it came to to like fighting because I did it every day. I did it I did it so much, and it wasn't until you know I started touring and then I had my my knee surgery. And then I couldn't do some of the things that I was doing before that I realized how deadly I was at fighting. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I'm not a slouch now, but, you know, I'm on Twitch every day. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I, I DJ so much. If I put that time in the past two years and just kept doing martial arts, Jesus Christ, you know, um, you know, it's always like a fight. Damn, I want to train. Damn, I want to work out. Damn, I want to go on Twitch. I want to tweak this overlay. I want to want to do this. I want to do this. It's like those different parts of my life pulling out at me. And then it's 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 like, you know, like I was at a show and a girl was like, yo, Kevin Crown Maga, dog, didn't get Maga. Didn't get Maga. I'm like, oh man, I gotta go in the gym and work out, man. I gotta fucking pump some weights. I gotta, but um, yeah, man, the martial arts is like um as 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 much as I, I love DJing, that's also like uh, my other love. I only call it my second love. Yeah. That's my other love. And, um, you know, if I wish I had more time. And so I just wish I had more time. Man. But, but, sorry, but it shows like with your character, it shows like how you approach things that martial arts has shaped who Kevin Crown is as a, a man, you know? Um, yes and everything yeah. you do like you know even with just working with you with graphics you're just like you know like i need to get this done i need to do this for my people and it just shows that what you learn in martial arts and you're applying it into real life it just it just shapes you as who you are as a person yeah it um a lot of the things um for first of all um Taekwondo, tradition of Taekwondo is not just like fighting. Right. That's not what it is. This is not MMA. Right. You know, right. this ain't blood sport. There's a lot of different aspects to martial arts. It's an art. Right. You know, there, there is a fighting aspect of it without question. There's strikes, there's pain, there's 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 a lot of there's a there's a mindset, which is the most important thing. Um, but definitely respect. Um, being a good, being a good person, um, and then, and then, and then passing on knowledge. I've been told so many times that, yo, Kevin, you, 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 you give too much. You, you, you tell, you tell these DJs too much. And I'm like, what you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, yeah. this is, this is the mentality, which, 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 which not only DJs, which, which, which. The, the the powers that be they use to 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 control people it's called divide and conquer right all right so if i had the mentality that i shouldn't share nothing with nobody you know what happened karma would happen and nobody would share anything with me you know what i'm saying and i wouldn't be able to build nobody nobody would build me up and it'd just be a doggy dog world and the powers that be um, whoever they are, you know, would just keep us there. Uh, my master, my great, my, my, my grandmaster, he said something that really stuck with me. He said, champions are selfish. Masters, masters create champions. And he said, listen, Powerful. 
when you are when you are training and you are trying to get that championship, you can't concentrate on nobody else. You know what I'm saying? If I'm if I'm training, like I got a tournament coming up, I can't worry about, yo, you need to do this with your kick and you need to do this, you need to do this. I gotta worry about myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? But once I'm past that and I get to a certain a certain um plane or place, then I could say, yo, my cuff, my cup has filled. Now I could pour something into somebody else's cup. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think about that. And as far as my DJing and my music, I always tell people, I personally don't have nothing to prove when it comes to music. And DJs, you know, when admit it or not, we all go to the stage where we want to prove something. You know, we want to prove to people, listen, I am a DJ. I want to prove to you I'm a DJ. Right. I'm a real right. DJ. I'm a good DJ. So you want to prove that, right? After you prove that, you want to prove it to yourself because it's all about when you go to sleep and wake up, when all the lights is done, when you take off your clothes, when you go to sleep, you thinking about that set. Yo, I did good. Shit, I fucked up. I did good, but I could have did better. Right. I said, I said something. I could have said it better. And if you if you DJ that cares about your craft, you're gonna go through those moments where it's gonna be like, bro, damn. Right. And then you're gonna go through those moments that you're just if you have the video, or you're just gonna keep replaying it. Like, wow, that was epic. That's the proving stage. You're proving it to yourself. Once you prove it to yourself, you just provide a service. That's all you're doing. It's like the greats of the greats. Michael Jackson wasn't going on stage proving that he was the greatest. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Marshall Montano, Beanie Man, the greats of the greats, Beyonce, Janet Jackson, James Brown. We could go on and on. They don't go on stage and prove. They're not proving. They're just performing. And that is the greatest space to be as a DJ when you get you got that proven shit out of your out of your you got it out of your system right. and you got to do it. Yeah. You, you have to, you have to it's do a, it's a part of the process. It's a, pro, a part of the process. Right. So right. now when, when, when I, I'm, I'm like, for instance, on Twitch, when I'm on Twitch, I'm not proving anything. I'm just being myself right. and people, people see it. Yo, he's having fun. You know, I'll laugh at myself. I'll, I'll you know, I'll just, I, it's, it's the best place to be because I'm just performing. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at. So I don't have a problem helping anybody get to that stage. And hopefully they can get to it twice as fast as it took me to get these philosophies. Nobody told me these things. All these things I'm talking about, you know, the proven stuff, that's something, that's my philosophy that, that I've come to understand and realize that everybody goes through it. It's just a shame that some of, you, some of you are DJs been DJing 10, 15, 20 years. Y'all still in that proving stage. That's why y'all not helping nobody. You know, that's why y'all, y'all feel the need to hate. That's why y'all, 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 yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's such a shame. And, you know, I'm uniquely different that way when it comes to, uh, to that. 
and and I I, I like I, I like to thank my martial arts. I like to thank my, the way my parents brought me up. I like to thank you know just my experiences because that's how I am. You know, right. if right. you if you know me, some yeah. people don't know me and they have a very different take. It's cool. As you said, you you go on these platforms and you just you're in your own element. Mm-hmm. But people don't understand what brought you to that point. So you may say something and have a million reasons as to why you said it. But that one person's always going to take it out of context and say, oh, this one's that way and et cetera. Absolutely. You know, we, and any, anyway, that's neither here nor there. We definitely got to we, we gotta dive into the music. Right. Now, the people know me as a soca guy. Mm-hmm. They know JKD as the reggae guy. So I'll, mm-hmm. let him, I'll let him start with the uh, reggae shots, the questions. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, just uh, listening to you for the past two years, um, <clears throat> play so like, you know, you're predominantly, when I listen to you, you're pre- predominantly playing soca, but I also get the reggae aspect. And you yeah. had mentioned, you had mentioned sometimes on your show that you grew up in an era where, you know, it was all cassettes. Um, you talked about certain venues that uh, the audio that I listened to it seems pretty like really outdated or I, I shouldn't say outdated, but old, older. No, you're, they you're, showing, you're showing your age. You're showing your age when you talk about uh, <laughs> venues like Amazura and Biltmore and all those. But things. Amazura is still open. Amazura is still open. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. I yeah. didn't know that. Amazura is still open. Okay. So that's, that's. Like, like you, you talked about arrows, like the Biltmore, era, Biltmore arrows. And to me, I know that as like the greatest time of when yeah. Clash and and dancehall music was at its rise. So I I've never been to Biltmore. Oh, I'm never. A little, okay. Okay. I'm a little. I'm I'm a few years too young okay. to have been Biltmore. <laughs> okay. Okay. But but I was I was definitely DJing around the time, but I wasn't old enough to go. But I never right. been to Biltmore in particular. Okay. You know, okay. But I uh you know when you talk about you know um the Ark Caribbean Dome Trinity right. Hall right. Albany Mall. All those places, and even 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 those places, I wasn't old enough to go, right. but I got in. Okay, you know, <laughs> I, I got in. You know, so um, okay, so when it comes to the uh, the music, um, you ask the average person, they would say Kevin was a was a a a, a reggae right. DJ. Right. Um, I, I hate labels. Okay, I hate. I hate labels. Now, if you want to call yourself a reggae DJ, if somebody says, I'm a soca DJ, right. you know, that's great. Right. That's cool. That's cool. I am I am not a person that considers myself a one genre DJ. Okay. Uh, it's just it's just it's just not who I am. Right. You know, it's not it's not it's not who I am. I am a Caribbean DJ. You okay. know, I am a I am a Caribbean DJ. Um, I will say that. But I, 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 I can play. And again, it's not something I have to prove. You guys see it. Right. I can, I can, I can play hip hop. I can play R and B. I can play disco. I can play pop. Right. You know, and I'm not talking about a set. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could do a whole three hours of any genre. No right. problem. Right. You, you know, um, the right way too. It's not like me. I try a team, right. you know, it's, it's, it's done. Um, I wasn't in the soca world. Um, I wasn't getting booked in in the predominantly predominantly soca parties. I would go there and I would just party. Right. You know, I was getting booked in the reggae parties, and in the reggae parties, 
you know, Soka just wasn't as big, but I would play play. I would play some songs. Right. Um, you know, but you know, it's, it's just different. Um, um, hip hop, you know, is, is also a thing where, you know, you would play some songs and, you know, you would keep it pushing. And, you know, I was always that, that guy that I just wanted to be as versatile as bro. Right. What's Kevin playing? I don't know. So I always wanted to study. So not being in the, the, the soca world, you know, naturally, you know, you're not going to play soca as well as I'm playing it now. Right. right. I, 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 I got better. Right. You know, right. but I, I, I would like to think every year you're on this earth, you're supposed to get better. Yeah. You know, so I feel like Soka DJs who were just playing Soka 10 years ago, you should be better now. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you should always get better. I have a saying, if you're not evolving, you're dissolving. So I feel like I just got better as a whole overall entertainer. Right. Um, in, in the past 10 years, but always playing Soka. I could go in my archives right now and pull out Soka records that I've, I've purchased, right. you know? So when I was buying my reggae records and my hip hop and my R&B, I was buying my Soka records too. Um, you know, um, when I finally did get into the Soka world, it was, um, it was funny because the promoters booking me, you know, you know, how promoters would be very specific on why they're booking you. You know, you know, listen, I'm booking you, this guy and this guy, this guy. They all play the same shit. Right. You know, we don't need you to play what they're playing. Yeah. We want you to be the difference. Right. We want you to break the rules. And this is what they would tell me. Kevin, you know, it's a soca party, but we want you to be the dance hall guy. Or we want you to be the, the, the rule breaker. So yeah. you want, we want you to be the one that plays 45 minutes or something different. So I guess people would see me in the feds playing those different genres and feel like, oh, this man cannot play soca when I, it was requested for me not to play soca. Right, right. right. So I don't know if DJs felt a way. I don't know what the hell be going on with these guys. So it, it, it after after maybe a year or so, I would notice before I play, a DJ would say, you know. They wouldn't say it, but, you know, actions speak louder than words. I go on and they would play dancehall or play reggae or right. play right. something different that like, okay, maybe last year Kevin f***ed up this party with, with a disco segment. They would go and play the segment. Right. <laughs> and then I would be put in a position where, yo, this party needs some soca right now. Right. And I would play soca. And then people started realizing, holy, this guy could play soccer, right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, it's, um, you know, when people are processing this, it's like, you know, they would, they, they would look and see, I wonder where he going back. Right. Let me see what he going to undo. Right. I wonder, what, I want to see. And then after a while they would look around and everybody's just having the time of their life. And then. You know, it's it, it was again that proven stage, and it's now it's you're not only proving yourself in your homeland, you got to go to Barbados and prove yourself. You got to go St. Vincent. You got to go St. Lucia. You got to go Trinidad and prove yourself. And you know, um, people like an international DJ 
sometimes we're not met with open arms when we reach in a country. Right. You know, sometimes the locals, DJs or the locals, they just resent the fact that you're there. And, you know, you know, again, it's, 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 it's a hard, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard thing, especially when you're up and coming, nobody don't know you 500 people, you, your accent is different from theirs. Naturally, your playing style is going to be a little different because I would never want to go to a, a place and, and try to be like a local. I'm not a local. I'm international. Right. I'm going to be Kevin crown. Of, of course, I'm going to, uh, learn and adapt but i still got to be me so you know then that took a couple of years for people to uh get used to me and 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 and, 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 you know mind you i'm getting the music and i'm studying the music and i'm you know i'm it's trial and error okay let me see how this works let me see how this works yeah this works yeah this didn't work tweak this tweak this tweak that and then i got to a comfortable space where Everywhere I was going, I was just, it was just epic, epic, epic. It was moving like every, every country, every party. It was just crazy. And, you know, that's how I climbed up the soca ladder. And, um, you know, I got to, I got to really thank some people, you know, thank the promoters, you know, I'm going to just say promoters and DJs because I don't want to call people's names and then I don't call nobody name and people feel right. offended. So I ain't going to call nobody. Name, <laughs> you know, but those, those who know you guys know, you know, um, um, thank you to the DJs that shared music with me, you know, in other countries in this country. No, it's just, it's just a lot, man. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's pretty dope. Now, um, I'm at a space in the, in the, in the business where, you know, I, I'm actually busting tunes and, you know, putting the music out there before anybody knows it and telling people and yo, people, this is the, shit. Yeah. And, and people actually, you know, understanding and, you know, so now it's not like you're, you're actually curating the culture mm. now. Yeah. I'm a, I, I tell, I tell people now I'm a curator of this culture. Right. I'm a curator of this culture. Right. And, you know, people could be vexed, but it is what it is. Uh, you know, DJs, if you, you know, I, I'll just say it. If you have a problem with me or any other DJ, yo, yo, just do better. Do better. Nice. Go, 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 on, go, on, go on these stages, go on these platforms and, 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 and do you. And if your body of works is, 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 is um, is better. It will show, yeah, but if it's if it's not, off. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love it. Just to backtrack, um, Kevin Crown, the sound, or sorry, the Crown King sound, Crown, King Crown, King sound. Crown. How did that? How did, how did that? How did that start? It because I'm very interested as a sound person myself. I have my own sound. You know, every time you play dubs, I I just automatically pop up into your live and hear yeah, that you're playing yeah, dub yeah, plates, yeah. and I'm like, yo. Keep the, days. keep the running, keep the running because that's that's just what I like. So how did yes. how did so, King Crown sound uh started? King, King Crown, I think I was 14, 13, 14. You know, I was trying to think about a name for my sound. My last my real name is Kevin King. Okay. My last name is King. Okay. And you know, for maybe like a uh two, three months, 
I was come. I, I had the name sound system name because sound systems r- r- ran the place. It wasn't DJs, right? Yeah. It was sound systems. So right. even though I, I, you know, I wasn't even Kevin Crown. Right. My, I, you know, it wasn't that. So I was more concerned about my sound system name. So I was thinking King Royal. That was my sound okay. for like two months, King Royal. Right. And right. then, you know, I got around my my my, my boy Highness. Okay. You know, um, we were working together, ideal department store, and he had a sound system. He ju- they just started it, maybe like six months. Right. And and the name of the sound was King Crown. And I was King Royal. Now, very expensive. Right. Records, equipment, dub plate money. So I had my I had my bread. I had my uh, you know, it wasn't nothing compared to now, but I had money. I had my records from my father. You know, I had my equipment. So we just decided that you just, we just link up. And my name on the sound was Squire. Squire? Everybody, Squire, yeah, Squire, Squire. I had a a minimal name on the side. Everybody had king names. Emperor, Highness, Majesty, Sire. I was Squire. On the sound, out in the public, the only thing I did on King Crown back then was play Soka. Okay. That was my, I was a Soka guy. Right. So on King Crown, when I started, I actually started as the soca guy. Soca soca didn't really play like that. So it'd be like a 10, 15 minute set. And then I would just go on the dance floor and do my thing. Boom. But in the house, we all played everything. We all would, would play reggae music. We would all play the dubs. And then, um, you know, um, you know, I used to try to, when I did talk to Mike, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I'm squire the girls, them desire me, sexy girl and proper. Yeah, <laughs> some, stuff like that. And then I started getting really good on the microphone yeah. because yeah. I realized something a long time ago. I used to listen to the, t- the mixtapes of Mataran and Stone Love. And I used to try to try to mimic those guys. Right. I was like, yo, Kev, you not, Kev, you not Jamaican, bro. <laughs> and, you know, everybody would try and, and, and kind of talk the patois a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And I started realizing that, you know, these guys are speaking their truths and their realities. Right. And I just started speaking my truth and my reality. So I would speak the patois a little bit, but then sometimes I would just say, talk in my regular voice. Right. But I would be witty and I would be en- energetic and I would say crazy different things. I'm like, yo, did you hear what he just said? Right. So I started getting very, very good on the mic. And, you know, they, they, um, we had a meeting one day and they, you know, we actually upgraded my role in the sound to being the mics man. Um, and then the guy who was in charge of the hip hop, he had a baby young at the age of 18. And, you know, we wanted to be that sound that was just had everything. So I started buying hip hop records and because I started buying them, I started playing them. I started learning how to play hip hop. So we all had the reggae in us. Reggae was by default. We all had reggae dancehall, but in the roles, you know, certain people do certain things. Yeah. So it was soca, it was hip hop, and then, um, you know, um, I just started cultivating this 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 guy, and then I started realizing, yo, Squire, 
that name is whack, son. (laughs) You know, I was like, yo, everybody got a king name. And, you know, my name is Squire. What the is a Squire? You know, you look up what a Squire is. It's like a, it's, it's, it's not who I wanted to be anymore. You can imagine if it was called the Squire Morning Show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It, it, It just didn't. So then I was like, yo, I was like, yo, you know what? I think I'm going to just use my real name. And it actually kept a party. It was in 2004. It was the dancer meets the selector. Because like I said, I was very known as a dancer. But it was almost like you had to put two and two together because it wasn't a lot of social media and videos and stuff. It was just, okay, you see this guy DJing, but you see this guy dancing. You had to put it together. I was the same guy. So I actually did a flyer, the dancer meets the selector. And, you know, I came up with the name Kevin Crown. Mm-hmm. Kevin from King Crown. And then people started realizing your last name is King, but your stage name is Crown. And they thought King Crown was put together from that. But it was actually because my boy lived on Crown Street. My next boy lived on King's Highway. Oh, wow. So that's how, that's how King Crown came about. Okay. But then, then I came on the sound. Six months later, as Squire, years later, I changed my name to Kevin Crown. And I just kind of, you know, came to the forefront of the sound and kind of kept the sound name, you know, out. Right. Um, But I'm still a member. We still cut dubs. So pretty much every other day. You you guys, you guys, uh, you guys clash? Yeah, we did. So, 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 you know, again, the proven. So coming from the dancing background, everybody was like, yo, Kevin Crown is a jiggy selector. He could only play for dancers. And then there was a talk. It was stupid. They would say, yo, he could only play for girls. (laughs) (laughs) Is that, is that bad? (laughs) Like, but again, you know, you're young, you're aggressive. You want to prove. So I wanted to prove to people I was more than a dancer. So we, we cut dubs and, you know, we clashed and, you know, we lost some clash. We 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 killed some sound, um, but it, it was all 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 a proven process, man. And then, right. um, I got to a certain um, status in the industry because of radio that I started getting to know a lot of the artists, a lot of the artists, either through interviews or through relationships. And you know, it, it it came to a point where it's like Kevin, check your email, and it was just dub plates in the email. That even happens now. Ridiculous. You know, where an artist would be like, "Yo, check your email," and it'd be be a dub there. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so so people would think like, "Yo, Kevin spends a, a shitload of money on dubs." You know, I spend money sometimes, right. but a lot of times it's just true because of who I am. Right. right. You know, um, and you know, um, yeah, I clashed and, you know, I, a lot of, as of late, you know, I did the major hype clash virtually with like seven, 8,000 people, excuse me, watching. Wow. And, you know, they didn't know, they didn't know, you know, at that time I had the Soka identity, so they didn't really know the backstory. Cause again, people see you when they see you. So they didn't know the backstory that I've been cutting dubs forever. And, you know, I, 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 I know reggae music, I know clash, I know how to clash, I know the mentality of clashing and, you know, I did what I had to do. So it's, you know, with me, I just don't limit myself and I don't put myself in a box. Right. And, you know, um, 
uh, you know, that's just what it is. I, I believe in myself and that's just what it is, you know? So let's, let's switch gears for a moment. We talked about a lot of the historical or your dealings within like a physical market of this mm-hmm. industry. You go into clubs, you get in the dubs, et cetera, et cetera. I want to bring mm-hmm. it to the virtual space now. Okay. Now, this is just my personal opinion. This is probably, I would say, one of, if not the biggest moment in your career. Because these last two years, you've not only dove into the space of online, but you became arguably one of the kings of this shit. Um, and although you were up there in your stature or your status in real life, you're now viewed as one of the, the top of the, you know, the totem pole. Yeah. Um, so I, when, when, when the pandemic hit, I was at the space where I, where, where, where I told you guys, I was just killing it yeah. everywhere. I went every country. I was at that space. I was, in 2020, I was booked up until December. Hmm. In March, I was booked up until December. Yeah. You know, every major carnival with the, 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 the bands, you know, I had contracts with thousands of dollars, you know. And when the pandemic hit for half a day, I was losing my shit. I, you know, when the NBA got canceled for the season and I saw what was going on in the world, you know, I, I was like, damn, bro, this is not for two weeks. This is not for a month. This is indefinitely. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's funny. I had a whole studio in my basement that was collecting dust because I was traveling. Mm -hmm. But before I was traveling, I had aspirations of doing the radio. You know, I wanted to do, um, you know, the Hot 97s and the uh, Power 105 ones. And, you know, actually, you know, I've been on BLS, I've been on 105, I've been on Hot 97 in guest spots, but I never secured like a like a home there. You know, you know um, and <laughs> I was just like, yo, man, if they're not going to let me on the radio, I'm going to just build my radio station down here because one of my mentors told me, Kevin. There's people that got to do radio because they have to. You know, that's all they have. And he said, Kevin, you have so much more to offer. You know, I don't see just radio for you. And, and he told me, he said, yo, this space is moving towards streaming. Somebody told me this in 2014. Wow. Told me this is moving towards streaming. And, you know, I, um, you know, I say he's right. And, you know, I, I started putting up tv screens and i I put up uh you know um cameras and i got a video switcher um with a relationship through a relationship actually through a sponsor you know i i got a video switcher and i set my thing up and i had the little angles the overhead angle that was studio a it was already set up and you know I, i instagram when instagram had the live feature i actually had a show kevin crown live on Instagram Live, you know, this is before the copyright issues and I was just playing music and it was extremely clear because I, I did the research back then how to get your, your, your studio plugged directly into your device. So I had that. I knew all of that. Um, but then I started touring. The only time I came in the studio was to do a, a, a SoundCloud mix. That's it. So 
that Saturday, you know, um, I did the uh, Uber Soka Zoom party. Yes. Uber Soka had about 1,500 people in the Zoom. Oh, wow. And because of Trini Jungle Juice and Uber Soka on Facebook, they had about 30,000 people watching. Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Yeah. And I did not, I didn't know it. Um, but just because I had a head start and everything, my studio looked the best. My audio sounded the best. I had the best lighting and people took notice of that. And, you know, so many people was like reaching out to me, Kevin, yo, yo, thank you so much. We want to send you money. I'm talking about a hundred people. We want to send you money. We would have been in a party. We would have been drinking. We would have been in a party. We didn't spend no money. We want to send the money to you. And this happened over and over again. Um, I, you know, I did that, the Uber Soka thing, like a couple of times. And then I went on um, Instagram and I saw everybody was on in the night. I said, shit, this, this, is, this, is, this is a free-for-all. And nobody was on in the morning. And I said, yo, I'm going to do, I'm going to just do the mornings because people need a morning vibe. I had the worst numbers because everybody was up all night watching everybody had the worst numbers at 40, 50 people. But, you know, I felt good. I was the same anxiety everybody had. I had it. The only time I didn't have it was when I was playing the music. And, you know, I went on I, at the first two hours. I didn't even talk. I was just playing music. And then I started talking. I said, yo, people, you think I should do this tomorrow? And it was like, yeah. And then I did it. Numbers grew a little bit. And, you know, I just started doing my research on how I could do this. And, it, you know, it just grew from there. And, you know, people were saying every single day, we want to send you money. We want to thank you. Thank you. So I came up with this thing called Tip the DJ. It was funny because everybody made fun of me. You know, people, oh, you know, two weeks and this man broke. He begging for money. (laughs) And I wasn't, I wasn't broke. But I just felt like, yo, instead of me just keep telling people my cash app, I could just put it up on the screen. And whoever want to send, they send. And, you know, you know, people were making fun at first. And then slowly but surely. Slowly but surely, every single DJ in the world yeah. had tipped the DJ on their life. That was a big. That was a big thing. I remember that. Like, it was a debate yeah. with people. Like yeah. people were like, "Do you agree with DJs doing this?" Right. But it's yeah, like well, nobody's putting a gun to y'all yeah, head yeah, and saying, "Exactly, you need to do I was, this or else." I was. I. I was the first one. I was the I first that. one. It was you, Chow, and, and somebody else. Like right. Right. And people call people call me. How's that working out? And I was telling them, I was like, yo, bro, people are, are, are offering me money. Right. They, it, it wasn't it wasn't like I was begging. It was just like, yo, if people keep asking you the address to this party, where's the address? Where's the address? Where's the address? Where's the address? You're yeah. going to get tired of saying it right. and you're just going to put it right there. So whoever wants to know knows. Right. So people so people I just put it out there. Tip the DJ. People, you know, negative people thought you know, we was begging and that we wasn't. And then, you know, we did a Zoom party and people were laughing. Yo, who the f- 
is going to pay pay for a Zoom party. And we was just like, yo, we're going to charge $10. We're going to do what it do. We sold a thousand tickets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we, sold, we sold a thousand tickets. Right. And um, what we noticed is there'll be people who bought one ticket, but then they would have 20 people at their house. So no, no, it was maybe a couple of people. It was one person in front of the camera, but it was a lot of people who had mini parties in the Zoom party. Right. So we wasn't playing for a thousand people. We was playing for more like five, six thousand people, right. you know, and we were doing the Facebook. We were doing it at a time. I was doing Facebook, YouTube um, and Instagram. And then, you know, I had Twitch. So at the time I was doing four. YouTube would cut out, Facebook would cut out, Instagram would just cut off. And then I, I took, one day I got really pissed off because, you know, in Instagram, people could flag you. Um, and I noticed it because I was playing dubs and dubs are not copyrighted. Right. Te right. Technically, they're, that's mine. I paid for that. Right. You know, it was, and it was, it was a, it was a, a dub on a different rhythm. Yeah. It was, yeah. so, you know, I got flagged three times in 10 minutes. I didn't go back on Instagram. For duplets? You got flagged for yeah. duplets? I got flagged. Somebody flagged me. Some some That's somebody flagged. Me. That's a hater right there. Yeah, in like like it happened three times in 10 minutes. That's crazy. It just kept it kept happening. And I said, you know, yo, people, y'all want to see the rest of this show. This is the original Crown Army. Before there was a Crown Army. This is the Morning Show family. Download Twitch. And it was funny. Um I had like a mass download for Twitch and every day for a month, I was getting a hundred followers a day on Twitch every single day, like clockwork, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred. I didn't know nothing about raids. I didn't know nothing about nothing. So I, I was never really building my stuff off of raids. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I, you know, shout out to guardian who was the first person who kind of told me everything and uh, told me how to get affiliate. And, you know, so, you know, um, this was a, the close to the close of 2020. This is like October 2020. I got partnered in December of 2020. Cheers. <laughs> and then I just, you know, did what I did on Twitch. And 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 I I, you know, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of people just knew me from the virtual space. And, you know, they started finding out over time who I actually was in this, in this world, whether it was through interviews or it was just through like, like, Oh, that's Kevin Crown. You don't know who Kevin Crown is. Or I, I remember in, in particular, I interviewed, there was a space where I was just interviewing artists, lyrical, Shansia, Patrice, um, Sean Paul, elephant man. And people started noticing the rapport I had with the artists. It was like, yo, he must, he must. Cause I don't, I'm not a name dropper. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a name dropper and say, yo, I know this person. I this this person. It's just when we talk, you realize it. And then people realize when um, I spoke to Elephant Man, because one of my my AKAs is the energy godson. And people was like, well, Elephant Man is the energy god. And it was like, yo, you want to know who named me? It was Elephant Man. Wow. And Elephant Man was like, yo, Kevin, Kevin Krong, I had a DJ with the most energy in the world. We had an energy God, but this is the energy Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, yo, I can't go around calling myself <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus? Yeah.
So, you, do a, you do a lot of shit, Pastor Carl, but you yeah, can't yeah, go around yeah. calling yourself right, Jesus. Right, right, right. So I didn't, I didn't call myself Energy Jesus, but who is Jesus? That's God's son. son. Right. Uh, so I call myself the Energy God Son. So before you go, before you proceed, NBCK, what about Oh, that, that was before the Energy God. That How was did that, that come about? Okay, so <laughs> um, before that, I was in a crew. KCUS. Yeah. That was my sound combined with another sound. That was King Crown combined with Ultimate Sensation. Yeah. Right? We formed a group called KCUS. At the time, we was like the Brooklyn Stone Love, bro. It was like 13 of us, and we were keeping our own dances. We was doing our own flyers. Everything was in-house because it was so much of us. And we was, we actually, like, there was like a little, little neighborhood um, award show, and we got Sound System of the Year. Okay. Oh. And, and, you know, the promoter came to me, you know, I don't ever think I ever said this live, but the, the, the promoter came to me and was like, yo, Kevin, yo, the reason why I gave y'all sound system of the year is because of you. But, you know, I was never that guy that was interested in, in, in self-promotion. I was always about promoting the team, you know, so my hard work would just, the team would eat that. And, you know, when I got to the, you know, the Kevin crown space of my life, you know, I just realized like, yo, everybody don't have the same heart as me. Yeah. You know, um, everybody don't have the same work ethic as me. So um, something happened where I I quietly parted ways from that KCUS situation. You know, and I'm not the person to go on, K- on social media and bash anybody. What I do is just take my energy away from anybody. But I like I like the letters KCUS. I like the I like those. So. One day I was watching this movie, Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson. I was like, yo, this movie's wild. And I just, I mean, I have, I get, I get what they call, I guess, an epiphany where, where slowly after that, I saw um, the network NBC and I saw the, 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 the you know, the peacock pause, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Right. And I saw, I saw, I saw NBC and then I had natural born killers in my, in my, in my, uh, in my brain. And I said, NBCK. And I saw it. I saw it. I saw it in my head. Natural born club killer. And I said, Oh, and I called my boy. I said, yo, bro, what you think about this natural born club killer? He said, that's not violent, bro. He said, yeah, but it ain't that. You know, and again, as an MC, I didn't always talk patois. Sometimes I talk in my regular voice. So I went in my regular Brooklyn voice and I was like, yo, it's the NBCK, natural born club killer, Kevin Crown. People's like, yo, that sounds dope. (laughs) And then then just being creative, I, I went and said, yo, natural born club killer. Kevin Crown, we kill clubs, resurrect them, and kill them all over again. Because that's what I did. Right. You know, people say, yo, Kevin, you killed it. You murdered it. You murdered it. So I took that and made it my own. And then I made clothes that said natural born club killers. Mm. That is that is something, if if from a marketing standpoint, I didn't learn that from nobody. But when I put the killers and I made any anybody could be a part of what I was doing, right. I created a movement. You know, I created a community, you know, uh, instead of just putting 
Kevin Crown or Natural Born Club Killer, who is me. Right. I put Club Killers. Mm. So everybody wanted to be a part of, I'm a club killer. I'm a club killer. Mm. I'm a club killer. So at a time, the movement was big in Brooklyn. And then, you know, we had people was just wearing clothes. And one day I had a party and it is it was like 200 people wearing natural born club killers in in the party and you know um you know that you know that got to a a a level and you know um i don't know if it was reinvention or just adding on and i just took on the energy godson and then it just became mbck energy godson you know uh kevin crown and you know it uh it just fit me and um you know uh it's just that's just how those those things came about and um you know that the club killer movement taught me about branding it 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 taught me about um you know you know um representing your your brand so i'm i'm not the person that you're going to see wear a lot of name brand without representing myself so so you know, I see a lot of guys that wear number no, Gucci and Louis and this name and that name. And no, if that works for you, that's what you like. That's but you know, you quicker see me wearing a Kevin Crown or NBCK or Energy Godson or a morning show, or you know, you would quicker see me wearing that than one of those one of those names. So um I knew all of that going into Twitch. Yeah. And then um you know, those, that's how the thing came about. It's I mean, just there was a lot. There's a lot of important takeaways from what you just said. Like one of them, for instance, branding, creating mm-hmm. something that people want to feel a part of. You know, uh, going back to the virtual space where we were discussing, just the fact of you having everything re- already there in your studio, but you just weren't weren't using it. Shout out to them guys that earn your leisure. I heard them say a powerful quote, which was, "In the in the pandemic." What did everybody see? The rich became richer sure. yep. and the poor became more poor. Sure. But at the end of the day, what separated the two? It's because the rich had resources and were more prepared for that situation. The poor was in panic mode now. And, you know, I say the poor, but in general, it's just people who aren't as prepared or well off. They were in panic mode. So you got to figure out now when's the next bill coming in. Right. But if you have those things in place, when these sort of instances like a pandemic happen, you're prepared. And that's a very important takeaway from what Kevin just said. And one thing I want you to touch on before we, we pivot gears again is you told me something, you know, we talked. Uh, you told me something one time about morning listeners and the financial results of having morning listeners as opposed to any other time of day. I want you to touch a little bit on that. So, um... <laughs> Uh, I come from a radio background. Yeah. Um, for those who watch the morning show, it's easy to tell. You know, I'll be a little, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> we'll see about it. I'm great at radio. You know, I, I have great radio etiquette. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I know how to do more than just play music. Yeah. Um, so if you guys study radio, the the machine that drives any radio station is the morning show. Yep. You know, um, the reason for that, advertisers 
want people who are up in the morning. You're up in the morning because you have a job or you have a business. People who have a job or a business, mainly people with money, do not sleep past 12 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I, I was interested in providing, you know, something for, for, for people who needed to be up in the morning. Drivers, um, essential workers, um, teachers, um, just people who just was up in the morning. That's, that's the audience I wanted. Right. I didn't want the little the little fly by night unloyal nighttime listeners because the nighttime listeners was just like yo we gonna listen to this we gonna watch this we gonna watch this we gonna watch <laughs> this you know it was just like on to the next. Um, I also I also believed that I I looked at going live as more than just going live. Mm. I looked at it as a a a. a a business. I looked at it as a, 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 a way. I looked at it as a way. I, I saw what was going on with the tip the DJ situation that um, I, I, feel, I feel like me and a couple of others who were at the forefront of that gave other people the courage to do that. And people actually gained success mm-hmm. doing that. Yep. You know, I think, I think we made it okay for people to to be able to do that cuz i know the discussion and 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 i will i will say again whoever whoever um had a problem with it um you know i do not regret doing it yeah. um um if as a dj if you didn't do it because of other people that just shows what kind of mind you have yeah you know i'm not, I'm not a weak minded individual and i don't care what people say about but real but realistically like mm. um like if you were a DJ and that was your main source of income, you know, you'd be in, like before the pandemic, if, if you were DJing and, and that was your main source of income, mm. I don't think that was, it was nothing wrong asking people. It, it just falls back to what I said, bro. It's, it's simple and plain. Kevin Crown is not putting a gun to your head yeah. or telling you that I'm not going to do this unless you tip me. Yeah. It is simply, if you want to tip the DJ, here is the cash shop. Here is the PayPal. Right. I was there regardless. I was there regardless. I was right. going to do it, and I still do it regardless. Yeah, you right. know, I I do it regardless. You know, um, then, but uh, what a lot of people didn't talk about, <laughs> we we started making so much money, we actually gave back. We did fundraisers. We right. did um. We did Fun. single mother drives. We did uh. We did um. We did the rise, the 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 the, the, the benefit for Saint Vincent. Yep. We did the, we did um we did the the the, the Thanksgiving drive. The list you goes know. on, cancer research, etc. Cancer. We did we did a lot. Yeah. You know um. But they don't bring that up. Right. <laughs> I mean I mean um I don't even bring it up because it's not it's not something when you do charitable things I don't think you you know you got I, I do a lot I do a lot for. DJs and you, you don't never really see me posted on my page after the fact, yo, this is what I did today. This is what I did today. This is what I did today. You know, it's just, I believe in karma. And I, like I said, it goes back to champions are selfish. Masters create champions. I love that. So, so I feel like, um, yeah, I streamed the most on Twitch last yeah. year. I did. I streamed the most. I think I, um, I, I would like to say I raised the bar in yeah. certain aspects of, of, of streaming where I, I showed people, yeah, it is possible 
to do this at this level. It is possible to do this. It is possible to do this. It is possible to do this. I'll take it back to, I think I made it possible the DJs to know, yo, it's possible to have clean audio instead of just putting your phone to the, to the speakers. Right. It's, it's possible for you to dress up like you got a gig instead of just DJing in your wife beater. It's possible for you to dress up and have a studio. Even if you just put up a post and some lighting instead of just having your kitchen in the background. Right. You know, things that 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 people weren't even thinking about the presentation. I would like to think, you know, me and a couple others, we help cultivate that. And over the last two years, obviously, we've turned it into a whole different kind of thing. Yeah. You know, from the virtual boat rides, Busby, you have, you know, your um your cooking show. It's so much it's so much creativity that has has been brought to life over the years, because naturally you keep doing it. You're going to get better at doing it. Right. And, um, you know, uh it's uh it's it's just it's just an amazing thing that what 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 we we were the pioneers of yeah um you know not saying i did it first exactly you know i I didn't do it first you know there were there were djs on twitch before me yeah you know they were but you know i don't think it's about who did it first michael jackson michael jordan wasn't the first person to play basketball You know, so that's that. There it goes right there. Absolutely, and I think this is the moment in the podcast where we need to say the most important story out of all of this. What we're talking about here in terms of our linking up, mm-hmm. and that falls back on me diving into this space. And you know, it's the same thing. I've been grinding. I've been putting in the work in terms of you know just having an infrastructure at home to play music. But I was prepared to go on the Twitch platform now and do these things and elevate. Day by day. Well, how do I do this? I see this. How do I do that? You know? And again, this this story too is also for all those people down the road who probably going to be like, well, Busby D riding Kevin Crown's career and that, you know, this, this is an important story and a takeaway that I put in the work. I worked years over years on years on my craft enough to be in a position where if something lucky were to happen to me, right. I'm in a position now where I could be noticed as something of value. And that's exactly what happened on Twitch. Now, the story is literally I've been watching Kevin Crown's morning show here and there most days because there wasn't really nothing popping in the mornings anyway on Twitch. Right. And now getting into that space, you, you watch Twitch consistently. Yeah. But it was one morning. I, I'm be honest. We started working from home. Yeah. I think I was supposed to be working. I was sleeping or something like that. <laughs> I probably worked the first hour and then knocked out on my break. <laughs> But anyway, Bree, big up Bree, she calls me out of the blue. And I pick up the phone. Yo, wipe a coal out my hands. And I said, what's going on? She said, yo, Kevin Crown is having this uh, random like raid thing where he's telling a bunch of up and coming DJs, not the bigger DJs that everybody knows, the up and coming ones. Yo, can um, everybody, every DJ in the chat room press one? And I'm going to put you guys in a voting system. And whoever votes the most, whoever gets the most votes, I'm going to send you my raid. Right. So I'm, I'm literally there waking up out of my sleep. Like, yo, are you, are you sure? Right. Like, is Kevin Crown? He has a whole New York audience. Who right. the hell am I? Right. I'm, this, I'm from Toronto. Right. Nobody's going to care about right. voting for me. Right. So I said, you know what? She's, and she kept pushing me. Right. And I was just, I just like was, you know what? Why not? Right. Yeah. I'm a type one. 
Bro, I won by a landslide. Right. <laughs> I was not expecting that. I'm yeah. there thinking this is a New York audience, right. but I'm not conceptualizing this is the world locked in. Right. And a lot of people from Toronto who I didn't even realize right. was locked in. Right. So I win the thing by a landslide. I'm talking like second place was like 20 something votes. I had over 60. Right. So I win. Kevin Crown says, all right, we raid in DJ Busby. He sends me the raid, but I think the biggest thing was he not only just sent the raid, he, he sat there it. and listened. Right. And then I get a message. I I, I did my thing. Right. I had technical issues. Right. At that time, I was having problems. My whole thing popped down. <laughs> my 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 stream um, OBS crashed. Wow. So I'm there like, bro, Kevin just, this man just sent me a raid. Right. Right. My whole thing popped down. He's going to look at me like unprofessional. Right. Yeah. I, I boot back up. Everybody joins back. Finish the show. I'm like, okay, but I'm still pissed. Right. Because I'm like, the thing popped down. Kevin's going to look at me a certain type of way. The man messaged me. Right. Said, yo, bro, you're actually, like, good. Right, right. And he's like, these these songs, this one song that you played, this one song, can you send that for me, please? Right, right. So said, so done. Next week, same thing again. Right. I, I put in my name. Right. He sends me the raid again. Right. This one now was a lot more smooth. But he sends me another message saying, yo, bro, you, you sick with it? Like, right, you're good. Right. So now we building a rapport. Yeah. And, you know, it was never me sliding in the DM. Yo, Kevin, this, can you put me on? Right. I was never begging for no opportunity. Right. That came naturally. But, again, that reinforces the point. And this is, these are the kind of messages I want the people to understand right. from these stories. Right. It reinforces the point that I've spent years not practicing to get a raid from Kevin Crown. Right. Two years ago, we didn't know nothing about no raid. Right. I know raid is to kill bugs. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> But we get this raid. I get this raid now. I get this raid now. Bugger kills even resistant bugs. <laughs> you see? But we, I get it now. And now this guy who I've trying to been linking with for years. You know, you as a young DJ, you always want to link with the Private Ryans, the Kevin Crowns. But who I've been trying to but never had access to. That was a platform now that he saw me and we've built a bond, a working relationship right. where he will call me literally out of the blue. And just to go, go just to go back to that second time that you got raided, I remember um, I remember saying, yo, like, put your name again. And you're like, nah, you know, let, let another DJ get it. I'm like, bro, Facts. bro, come on. Like, you have to look out for yourself. I get I get what you're trying to do, you know, trying to look out for other DJs. But you're in a space now where you got to get yours. You got to eat. And JKD really did push me because I was like, yo, I give it to somebody else. Like, I got it last week. Yeah, but I mean, no, JKD bro, was like, it. you got to start looking out for you, bro. You think these DJs would say, nah, give Busby a chance. Exactly. They're not saying that. So I say all of that to say, you know, I was, I was preparing myself for a moment. I didn't even know what happened. Right. Yeah. And literally from the time Kevin and I link and then he's calling me now saying yo buzz i love what you're doing here but you could fix this right and then i would call kevin out of the blue yo have you thought about doing this not right. even like dj related per se right. something as simple as yo investing your money and just long term just life just but i want to see my brother elevate like right. how he does with me right. right you understand and what he said to me when you know we have those kind of chats is yo people don't do this guys are always dog eat dog yep. you know but Again, an important takeaway is just I developed myself to a point where I got into a lucky situation, and now I'm able to say, okay, I'm in this space. Kevin, Kevin's linking with me. Right. 
JKD, you have talents that you could bring to the table. You and Kevin Crown now could link. Yeah. I don't. I don't even call it. I don't even call that luck. I just call that like that's that's a god god divine thing. Yeah. Like God planned it that way. It's energy, that's not, man. That's not. That's not luck. Yeah. It's energy right. because let, 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 sorry to cut you guys, but mm. um, these things that that I'm now doing, um, it was never done for me. Yeah. Right. Well, um, Same. I don't. I don't want to say. I don't want to say nobody. Yeah. But not not DJs you know when when I was coming up I didn't realize the talents that I had were very different from other DJs because coming from a, a, a dancing background like not no bullshit dancing like I was a legit dancer yeah. right. like there wasn't a lot of DJs who could dance on my level and then you know I was uh you know I worked out you know, I, I looked a certain way. I was very energetic. And then the the uh, the certain way that I spoke, there was a lot of uh, carbon copies. Okay, this guy's going to scream like fire links. This guy's going to say the same things like Mataran. This guy's going to try to sound like this one. This one's going to try to sound like this one. This one's going to sound to sound like this one. I wasn't concerned. There was a time where I said, yo, I ain't even listening to those things right. to get influence. I'm just going to do my thing, cultivate my own juggling, cultivate my own talks. And then I would I would not get put on certain situations and I would be like, yo, am I doing something wrong? Yep. And then it was it was it was people who told me, nah, bro, you're not doing something wrong. You're a threat. Yep. And I remember I don't want to call this DJ's name It's a big He's a very big DJ. And um, I was uh, in a party with him. And this is, a, this is a big deal. You know, this is a big deal. And, you know, it was uh, a big star. If I can say the name, it was Jamie Foxx. Sure. It was Jamie, Jamie Foxx's pool party. And this is when Jamie was filming the Django. I remember because he had the big the beard. It yeah. was still growing in. He was filming uh, the Django. And this big. DJ. It was like 4,000 people. You know, he came on and after like 20, 25 minutes, he had everybody bored as right. <laughs> I'm talking about Jamie and his people just sitting down. Everybody was just moving around. It was a social gathering at this point. Yeah. When I came on that sound, bro, it. I did what I had to do. I, I actually got this is a good way to segue into another another topic. I actually taught Jamie Foxx how to skip to Malu and how to palance. Wow. <laughs> I, I have the I actually have the the, the pictures from that day. Okay. You know, um, and then the promoter, after everybody left, you know, I'm just basking in the moment. You know, the promoter, the promoter said, Yo, you don't know what you just did. And he said, Yo, you ain't never gonna get on the radio. <laughs> told me that he said you never get on the radio he was like you why he was like yo you just upstage blah 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 but i really didn't i just did what i did to the to the the best of my ability right and, and because these things didn't happen is the reason why i have the studio in my space is which is why i didn't want when I get there to, to be that same kind of person. So that's why I'm, I, I, I want to give and I want to provide a way and I want to help people. And then I'm like, yo, 
during the pandemic, I realized everything that happened to me happened to me for a reason to get me through this time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, 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 it's just like, uh, you really can't have no regrets, man. You can't really dwell in the past. Right. You just got to learn from it. Yep. So, I know, yeah, man. I know exactly what you talk about by segue. <laughs> now yeah, we right. got to talk about the P word, my brother. Right, okay? right, right, right. Now, a big part of this show, too, is, you know, for the people, it's mm-hmm. not just for us to come here with entertainment. We want to provide value in terms of takeaways and how we could elevate ourselves as people, as an overall mm-hmm. culture. And mm-hmm. with that comes something that we love dearly to our hearts, and that's soca music. Yes. Now, me and you have had several discussions on the P word. And when I say the P word, talking about Palance. Yes, Palance. So what is your perspective on the, the it seems like never ending feud when it comes to Palance? Okay, so let's, 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 let, let me ask you guys a question. In all the, the days and months and going up on two years, I've been doing this morning show. Have you ever heard me play Palance on the morning show? No, no, not to my record. No. no. It's pretty safe to say when it comes to soca music, um, I'm at the forefront of presenting new music. Yeah. Right. On Twitch. Mm-hmm. Would you say would you say that? Yeah, would you yeah, guys absolutely. say absolutely? All right. My problem with Palance, the well, the the bashing of Palance is, you know, um, Palance is not Savannah Grass. You know, Palance is not, is not um, feel the love. It's not can you feel it. It's a specific thing for a specific thing, a specific action, specific song that plays for 60 seconds or less in a party. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a problem with them bashing that song in particular when it's not really the song you're bashing, you're bashing the uncreativity of the DJ using that when nothing else works. All right. Mm-hmm. That's the same DJ that's going to play the exact same set. Another DJ played. So you're not really mad at Palance per se. Right. You're mad at the, the lack of diversity. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, if you, if I go to a party and I hear every song I want to hear and a DJ plays Palance, I'm Palancing because I'm having a great time. But if you're telling me they're not playing and I'm I'm talking about every song that I love, if they're not going and they're not playing no Denry, they're not playing no jab, they're not playing this, they're not playing that. And then they go into the generic, everybody take a jump togetherness for Luma, Palance, and then come out of the genre. Yeah, I'm going to be upset. Right. You understand where I play the majority of, of 95% of the time Palance does not play Palance plays in, in, in places that are the Soka community is, is, is the minority and it's like a a big dance hall party or it's a big urban party and people when you're a DJ, majority rules. So if I'm on a stage with 7,000 people and there are 100 soca people, diehard soca people, I will say, you know what? Let me go in a soca lane. I know soca music very well. And I'm going to play some music to see what they know. If those records do not pass the test, 
I am definitely not going to keep going and going and going and have the other 6,950 people look at me like I'm an asshole. Right? right? Because you know what the next DJ is going to do? He's going to say, eh? Yeah. Kevin want to Kevin want to play a bunch of music that these these people in front of me don't know. Everybody take a jump, take a uh, balance and f- the crowd up. Right. You know what you know what it looks like? Kevin don't know what the f- he's doing. All right. Now, you know, time and place. Uh, the reason why I asked you, have you guys ever heard me play plants on my life? No. But you hear me play, I push all soca. The other problem I have with it is Palance has been the gateway song to so many people who don't really listen soca like yeah. that. And for you people that are diehard soca listeners, soca music is very low on the totem pole when it comes to genres, when it comes to respect. That's why when you see the Grammys, there's no soca artist there. Right. They're not even in the crowd. And if they're in the crowd, the camera don't pick up on them because the entertainment industry don't give a fuck about them. All right? So when you get a song that says, yo, Palance brought us to the 10th floor and we trying to get to the 50th floor, we trying to get to the 100th floor, right? Them big songs that we all love, them shits is at the bottom. Them shits is in the basement. They're underground. Them shits that we love and we want to hear, and we grave for and we think like like late the bamboo song the bamboo is in the basement <laughs> isn't he f- basement <laughs> all right and pr- i'm pretty sure in six months to a year the same thing you're doing to plants you're gonna do the f- bamboo yeah all right absolutely right you yeah. guys you guys you guys are a song that is on the 10th floor so when swiss beats or Timberland, or anybody says, yo, let me see what's going on with this soca music. Yeah. Yo, this plan, I seen this shit. I like this shit. I have everybody moving to the left, moving to the right. Mm-hmm. Then you look into soca music, and be like, we hate that song. <laughs> right? Yeah, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then, like, I'm, I'm talking from a Swiss Beast perspective. Oh, they don't f- with that no more. So what they Push back on the bamboo, baby. Push back. <laughs> you like, you know, from outside looking in, you like, oh, 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 okay. I don't know if they got their shit together. Right. You know, right. you know what I'm saying? So I'm 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 really, I'm really when I defend Palance, I'm defending all soca music. You know, if you don't like it, cool. But why y'all going out of your way so much to bash the fucking song? It's it's crazy, bro, because I, I played at a party yesterday and the DJs that were playing, they're playing Soka and they're playing it well. And then they, they, you know, they play Pilance. It's not like they draw for it, like, you know, to get right. the crowd moving. The crowd was, was already moving. Yeah. And they just played it. Bro, the amount of people that actually sat down because the song was played. Half, more than half the dance sat down. And it's sad. See, 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 that, I mean, if I, I wouldn't play Pilance in a, um, in a in a in a soca soca crowd, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't and I I I, de- I don't I don't draw for the song, I just don't like the uh the bashing of the song. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't I don't th- I don't think it's cool. You know, look at Ponder River Ponder Bank. Exactly. You know, 
Ponder River Ponder Bank is going to be 19 years old. Yeah. It's going to be. It's, it came out in 2003. It's going to be 19 years old. Wow. Batman Forward came out in 2005. It's going to be 17 years old. Right. Um, you know, um, Signal the Plane. I bet you if they played Signal the Plane, everybody would be like this. Absolutely. Right? That's dumb. You know, um, when we were young, nobody did that to Dollar Wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, and, you know, if you want to talk about overused songs, there's Papa Bottle, there's Duckin', right. there's, there's, there's Professional, there's, there's, there's so many songs that's, 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 that's been overdone. Why did they, they choose Palance? Because of the action of Palance, Palance. Yep. So, so, you know, I'm Grenadian. What about Masovari? Masovari. What yeah. about Get In Your Section? What's a, there's so many f- songs that you're actually doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah I'm the king. I'm the king of f- parties with them songs. You know, right. you can't talk to me when it comes to that. I know that. I know the science behind that. Yeah. I know. I know the science where this side don't want, don't don't want to f- move. All right, <laughs> we're gonna make this side go into f- in that side, and then we're gonna say, hey, you gonna let them people do that to you? Go back into them, yeah, right? Yeah. Then they're gonna be like, nah, f- that. And then they, the people that didn't want to move, they wind up moving. Then we say, all right, all you turn around. Now we're going back. Now anybody in the back, all you had to f- move. Mm-hmm. And then we move the whole f- crowd back. Yeah. But that's 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 entertainment, that's psychology. It's a lot, it's a lot going on. It's a lot going on with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I I think. I think the uh the 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 you know let, let at the end of the day we do we do what we do for the people. So if the people want to retire the song or they want to bash the song or they want to put the spawn this song in that negative space, you know, you're doing the, the music a disservice because I'm telling you, um, as a person who really plays the song, you know, I really play the song. When I used to play the song, I literally opened up people's eyes to our genre. Now, as a DJ, it's just like that first Afrobeat song that we all had, right? You remember that? You remember that? When it was, what was, Sawa, 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 yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That's Afrobeat, right? Yeah. That's not Soka, right? Suppose, suppose the African people said, yo, we tired of hearing that. Every time y'all play that, we going to sit down. Right? As a DJ. You're gonna be like, yo, man. Um, I don't know nothing about this Afro beat. The, the shit I think is popping. They sitting down and playing. Yo, they do, look what they doing to the DJs. That's even playing. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't. Song we, that we, can we, elevate everything. I I I had yo. I had Afro beats in my laptop for years. I didn't know what to do with until the pandemic, and I really studied this. Shit. Right. Telling the truth. I wasn't that lit with Afrobeats until the pandemic. Tell you the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if if I would have got that energy from them first couple of Afrobeat songs, I would have been like, nah, bro, I ain't with this because they don't even like their own shit. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like Jerusalem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's overplayed now. Yeah. Right? But 
You think somebody who actually brought Jerusalem and introduced it to the Caribbean crowd, the dance and everything, you think now because I'm tired of hearing it, I'm not going to I'm not going to enjoy hearing it. Mm. Nah, man, it's, it's, it's yo, yo, y'all, y'all, y'all diehard soaker people. I'm talking to y'all. Y'all diehard soaker people. Stop killing and stifling our music. Our music is not go on title. Go look for soca. Look for the genre. Go look for the genre. Amazing. It's, 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 I love it, bro. You can't tell me nothing about soca. I play soca in parties that people are stun up because it's too new. I played Jolene in a party last week. It was maybe 2% of the crowd knew it. I pulled it up and I said, yo, this is real soca music. This is one of the favorite songs. And I just ate the fact that people are going to stand up and watch me. Right. Until four I, or five I, months away when it becomes Yeah, better. that's cool. But it, yeah, that, you have to do it. Yeah. You, you, you understand? So, yeah. I, I, you, yo, it's, 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 um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just, it, it, it's, it's, it's something that I really don't like. I really, I really, I really, I, I really don't like it. DJs, if you don't like Palance, don't play it. All right. But don't join the mutant, the movement of bashing the song because it was a great song at one point. Yep. At, a, at a point, it got overplayed and then it, it did get shelved because majority of us don't play it. Yeah. Just like majority of us don't play Dalawine. Yeah. We, we might play Dalawine. Just like we might play Rupee Jump. Yep, yep. We might. Or what what would you what would you rather? Us everybody just play bamboo over and over again? <laughs> well that's that's <laughs> what it's looking like now. Like yesterday's dance, they played that song for like at least four times. Right, but that's that's the song of the moment. Right. Palance exactly. was one of those songs. Yeah. What I'm yeah. saying is they say, they say, people say, oh, we want to, we want to um, we want to, we want to hear. We want to hear a, a, a variety of soca. It's not true. Take it from a person who knows. I know Vinci soca, Lucian, Grenadian, Small Island. Right. All right. I just get some Guadeloupe soca. What are you? Dominica. I get. I. I love this music. Even some of the stuff out of Trinidad. You play a lot of the stuff, and people clock out because they don't know it. Right. I'm telling you. So the, the, the reality is y'all want to know what y'all, what y'all, y'all want to hear what y'all know. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, majority rules. So either y'all go out, of, go, to, go out of y'all way to, to really hear and understand what's going on in the morning. Like I said, the morning show, but not just the morning show, you know, Busby, you know, listen to the mixes, see what's going on, hear the music, stream the music. So, you know, yo, there's so much great music that comes out. Yeah. You think we, you think we don't want to play the music that y'all know? You think we don't want to? You think we don't want to? Yo, we just want to keep playing the same shit. But at the end of the day, yo, y'all, even me, myself, I cannot go to a, 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 a party and just hear music I don't know. The entire time. Right. I can't. Yeah. I want to know. I want to know something I could sing along to. I want to know if I have a little dance routine. I know what's coming next. 
when I should do this, when I should do that. I want a little familiarity. You know, I don't mind something I never heard before, but we got to mix it in and blend it in. That's what DJs do. But y'all got to be real with yourselves, man. Are y'all really, really diehard soca listeners and diehard soca lovers? Are y'all really? Because if y'all really was, y'all got to realize, yo, something that is old for you and you're tired of it, Maybe new to the next person. So don't spoil that. With the same way you had a first experience with Palance and you was like this and like that, there may be somebody in that venue who's never heard it before. Why are you, spo- are you spoiling that first experience for them? How about what, what, what if we said, yo, man, don't they? GBM Neutron? Boy, we've been f-ing playing that. We're not playing that no more. Yeah. Right? And then somebody never heard it. Right. They right. never got the first experience. Bucks. People, I know people say F- that. I don't care. I don't like it. You're selfish. You're thinking about you. And furthermore, I would go to I would go so far as to challenge the industry with that whole concept because not only is it difficult to hear the new music, us DJs as it is getting access to those smaller islands of music. It's so hard to be finding some of them records sometimes. I have to go digging and I'm like, I should not have to be trying this hard to find some song out in whatever island to play it for my people here it's the distribution so um you know um with me i um i traveled yeah you know i traveled and as you know the world is is smaller now because uh you know we're all connected virtually Mm. you know djs you got to make friends in other countries man you want Lucian music? You got to make a friend with somebody in Lucia. Yeah. Right. And then you got to ask questions, right? Are you from St. Lucia? Like, and it's easy. It's very easy, right? You could go in a girl's DM and not try to talk to her. Oh, you from St. Lucia? What's your favorite song, Soka, right now? That's actually what I do when I, when I go to a country. I talk to women because women know music way better than men. Hmm. And I, I talk to them. I say, yo, what, what, what do you like? What's your favorite songs? And then, you know, naturally I try to listen and I listen to melodies. I listen to keys. I listen to drums, you know, um, and I try to make it at least sound good. At least, at least sound good. And then it's an art to play new music. It's something called sandwiching. You know, you want to bust a new tune. You can't go down. You can't, we can't play 10 minutes a new tune, right? Mm. But what you could do, you could get a familiar song. And then you have a monster song after it where you sandwich in something that they never heard before. Nice. You know, and, you know, they give us the soca music. They give us the tools to win. They give us the stems. Yep. They give us the instrumentals. So if you got a, something that has a real nice rhythm, get them the rhythm first. Met right. them. Get them the rhythm first. Get them the rhythm. I'm going to just let y'all hear the rhythm. Y'all can do what y'all want on it. Right. And, right. and if people are having a good time and a man jamming on a woman, you think you're really going to care? Hey, I don't know the this is, I, I got to stop jamming. Nah. Nah, so that's that's called a sandwich. You sandwich it together. Hmm. Right? And you the mentality, DJs, is I understand that when I'm playing this new music, the majority of the crowd is going to stand up and they're not going to know what to do. You know why? Because they are processing what you are giving them. Right. They're not going to give that crazy and that's okay to a degree that's okay to a degree your, your whole set can't be like that 
That's what the radio for. That's what a mixtape is for. Right. I ain't trying to be, I ain't trying to be showcase new tunes for a whole hour and have everybody stand up for the whole hour. They're gonna be like Kevin played like shit. Right. Come on, man. Let's be real. Fuck. That's you, you know, so so um, you know, nobody, you, you know, it's a time and place. You know, are you listening to the mixes? Are you on Twitch listening to the soca that's coming out? Are you listening to the songs general? When an artist says, I dropped this song, are you listening to it on your own? Right. You're probably not. Probably not. You're probably not. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's unfortunate that, that, you know, we having this conversation, like I defend Palance and I don't even play it. Yeah. So it's not like I, I'm one of those guys that's Palancing down the place. Cause I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not, but I, I just, I think it's, I think it's, uh, you're sabotaging the growth of the music when you feel like you are tired of hearing a song and you feel like it's time for us to retire the song. When again, there may be somebody who's, let's say somebody from, I don't know, LA was in that party yesterday. Right. And you know, they, they, they never been in a soccer party and maybe they saw, you know, bandit, on live or Busby on live or somebody on live. They was in Toronto. I want to go to the soccer party, right? And the first experience of Palance was everybody sitting down to it. You know, you robbed that person of the first experience that you had that you're now tired of. It's like if you if you never seen a movie for the first what's your favorite movie? The first time you saw a favorite, your favorite movie, somebody came in and, yo, this shit is whack. You know what, was, what happened at the end? Yeah. It I, perception of it. Yeah. So, so, so just, just be considerate. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not telling you, you had a palance down the place. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, and you know, if, if you having a great time and, you know, palance play one time, just, you know, you, yeah. you know, just let it pass and. You know, um, again, it's time. Also, it's time and place, as you say. Honestly, honestly, as a DJ too, you gotta understand when a song ain't working for you. Mm-hmm. So if you palancing and we don't do your road, and you see nobody is in the mood to palance, yeah, you could you could tell them just put your hands up, right, and just palance. Palance. It's a lot of different things you do as a DJ or as an MC where you could see what well. This party is too ram. People is not moving left to right. Because that'd be the situation too sometimes. It'd be so tight that they can't move. But you got to have the foresight to see, all right, nobody's looking. Nobody looking like they're ready to palance. Ain't nobody pointing. Yeah. So you like, you could, as the DJ, you'd be like, all right, we're going to palance, palance in and out real quick. So you even give the people a chance to sit down. But y'all, 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 y'all really going to go sit down on the DJ that you was just having the time of his life? Yep, like, like that's disrespectful. Very. That's just like, like, like you was just having a good time and they're doing a good job. Right. But because they put, you sat down on my set, yeah, party done. Go to <laughs> home. Go home. Right. Party's done. Go home. Like, like after, after you just spend maybe $20, $30 to get in the party, you, you want to come and sit down. Yeah. That's, that's like my mentality like, of it. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I love to party as much as I like to entertain and, you know, I would never, I would never do that. You know, if a DJ is just overall playing, that's a different, like, <laughs> different I'm totally, like, totally, like, totally, totally playing. 
I mean, every DJ has had uh, a bad day. Yeah, you know, right. we're human beings. Everybody has bad days. Human beings have bad days. Basketball players, actors, even though you don't see the actors bad day. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're a performer, you're gonna have a bad day. It's just what it is. Comedians crash and burn sometimes. You know, it's you know, it's 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 happens. You know, um, but if a DJ is just overall playing, sh- um. You got to wonder why he was even there to begin with. Exactly. It was a bigger conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but it is right. what it is, people. I think the takeaway from that little segment is stop, take bamboo, and take Kevin's advice. Let's, <laughs> let's elevate. <laughs> let's elevate the game. Now, we, we're going to close out in a bit because we all got stuff to do. And we appreciate right. your time either way. We appreciate yeah, you for being I, here. I, I, when I get to talking, it's just. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm very passionate. This is my life, man. This is my legacy. Yeah. No, but it's I mean, we, we have to do a part two to this because there's a million more things we want to talk about, but it's time, right? But yeah, one thing we right. have to talk about being in the conversation of the virtual space of mm. me and you, you don't know, linking with a, a bond and a, a business relationship, JKD being involved now. We have mm. to talk about the morning show, right? Uh-huh. And not only did you go on Twitch and make a name for yourself, but you built a community with that morning show. And mm-hmm. as we're now opening up, this is the stage of, of our lives where, you know, two years ago we had the pandemic, but we're now slowly opening. I don't know about y'all in the States. Y'all, y'all been open. <laughs> so I don't know about that. But us here in Canada, we're finally yeah. getting to, you know, fly again. Right. And one thing that happened recently, and again, this is part of my story. A part of that story was after now those two times where he raided me. And, you know, weekly the man... I haven't asked him for none of that. Right. But every right. Friday, almost religiously, this man will send me three, 400 people right. without me having to ask. And that's something I, I feel like I can never repay. Right. And I appreciate that. I want to thank you personally now that you're here. But no to fast forward with that, again, this is not me deriding Kevin's career. Right. I ain't go to Kevin and say, yo, can you bring me to New York, bro? I, I've been always <laughs> wanting to go. I tune in again a random day. Right. Where I haven't tuned into his show for a while. Yeah. The first time he rated me, I hadn't tuned into his show right. for a few weeks. And then that one day, Bree called me. This time now, out of nowhere, I tune in back to his show. Right. And I literally tune in. This was, I remember it clearly. 9.28, I tuned in. Mm-hmm. At 9.30, he's like, I got a huge announcement to announce in a minute. So I'm like, that has to be God, bro. Right. I ain't right. just tune in for no reason. Right. He said the announcement at 9.31. I tuned in three minutes ago. Right. I you know, I do my normal good morning, right, y'all. How right, you doing? Right. The man said, yo, this morning show breakfast fat boat ride, I'm bringing this to life. Right. The man seen my good morning post what's as up, he's making the announcement. Right, right. And simply said, yo, Busby, yeah. if you're down, if you're coming to New York, you're booked. Divine, Just know that. Divine timing, bro. I, I was like, timing. what the f- is this? I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, man. And not only that. But this is, again, this is a, t- this podcast is a takeaway for people to understand the mentality of the greats in the business and people really doing their thing to become a great. My mentality was, I ain't stupid. Right. You know, I'm not going to go and do every single thing for free out there. Right. But I know the value of going to work with a Kevin Crown. Right. right. So him telling me that, one, I'm not expecting a dollar. Right. right. But two, I understand now that I have to pay my full way to go to New York. Right. You had to, you had to, get a little change in your pocket, boy. We, where we? That's what I'm going. I'm going to that part. You know, you understand. But I go to New York now. You come with me. Yeah. Uh, my sister, Judgment, CC, right. and we we go and just 
go with the mentality of let's make the most of this opportunity, but have fun with it. Right. We go, I go to Kevin Crown's studio now, play on Twitch at his studio. Right. One thing the man said was, and he told my sister, he didn't even tell me, but he was just like, yo, I love that Buzz Knows Twitch. The amount of big DJs I have coming through here, I have to feel like I have to teach them every little right, thing. Right. But he knows what he's doing, and that enables me now to do some work right. I had to do. Right. And I don't have to be sitting here babysitting Buzz. Right, right. And I love that. Right. So I'm already in this space. He valued that part. But a couple of days later now, I played on his boat ride. Right. Bro, the boat packed. Right. He built such a community that people traveled from all, all walks over. of life to yeah. come to a boat ride in New York City. I, I remember him saying in somebody... November, in November. In November. In November, yeah. I remember him saying somebody was driving from, was it Atlanta? Bro, Atlanta. we saw Pajo <laughs> music. He's from London. He flew what seven eight hours for that trip? Crazy, nah, it's crazy actually, what happened there. And like I played more than that. Hold on, he flew more than that because you can't really get a direct flight. So he flew from London to Barbados, stayed two days in Barbados, Jeez. and from Barbados flew to New York because remember London was locked down. Right, right. Yeah, look at that. And wow. and you know, well, big up, big up, Pajo, everybody that was on that cruise. You know, we we were so happy to see all the faces, but. One thing that Kevin did there that really stuck out to me, and it was a very empowering feeling because I'm the type of guy, like, I'm going to tiptoe because of my upcoming in Toronto. You know, certain men will be like, yeah, you have to do this. Right. Or you have to stay away from this this era mm -hmm. of music, right. et cetera. Right. And I asked Kevin because that's what I do. Right. I, I don't want to step on toes. Right. And especially, I, bro. We weren't expecting no private Ryan to be there, huh? Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm standing there <laughs> shocked and scared. Like, this one, right. he's standing right, right beside there. me. Yeah. Kevin Crown, Rigo Suave. I'm freaking out. Yeah. But at the same time, again, I've prepared myself for this moment. Right. Where when I plugged in my laptop, everything was a go, and I'm not even studying them. Right. right. But it was just that jitters. But I say all of that to say I pulled Kevin aside, and I was like, yo, bro, what do you want me to play? Like, you want me to stick to a certain thing? Cause I know these guys are here. Right. I don't want to step on toes. He, he just simply said, bro, be you. Right. Go up there and do you. I ain't going to tell you nothing. I'm not telling you how to play, what to play. Do, I brought you here for you to be you. Right. right. And just him saying that put me in such a comfort zone right. that I felt like I did an amazing job on right. that boat ride. Right. Yep. And I can't thank Kevin enough because, again, I went there not expecting a dollar. Right. He paid me better than people that I'm supposed <laughs> to be getting paid that kind of money from here yep. in the city. Yep. What he paid me is pretty much what I charge, but right. at the same time, you know how it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you go to the gig, yeah, we didn't do so well, bro. We, 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 we did. But the man paid me properly. Right. And not only that, the man gave me some exclusive headphones you can't even find yep. just because I, I had a conversation right. with him on the phone the other day right. saying, I'm looking for these headphones. Right. Yeah, the he man, asked me, bro. Yeah, go he ahead. He said, go ahead. yo, he said, yo, can you find these headphones? And I looked, I said, they, these just, they don't make these no more. Yeah. I was like, I actually had them, but I hate these headphones. But I, <laughs> I, I hate, I hate them, but I, I don't have the gold ones. Right, right. I got I got the rose gold ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the box and everything. They just sitting there. I was like, yeah, 
There you go. Like, three four hundred dollar headphones right. that are like you know, right. and I wanted them for flash. Right. DJs yeah. don't don't look at me a certain type of way. I ain't want those. He's one of those guys for quality. <laughs> Not one of those. Yo, yo, Mario. <laughs> but listen, no, but that's I, what that's what it is. That's what it is. It wasn't that it, exactly. It was for the pictures and the, the glam. Yeah. And, yes. Or if I'm yes. going to some upscale, yes, yes. I just wanted those as an option. But right. more yeah. more times, I'm using the Pioneer yes. Studio yes. quality. Yes. Yo, you got the wire yes. for it. You got the wire. You got. Do you ever got the wire? For the for the monsters that you gave me the headphones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, but I mean that's an ox, no? You have to yeah, get a specific yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I'll just go yeah. on Amazon. Amazon. For yeah, that. it's just just it's it's you can get it. It's not yeah. nothing you know you can't find. Again, I, I just say all that to say thank you and that opportunity. It opened my eyes a lot to this industry and people. You need to understand that you can't just work for any and everybody and don't let people stifle your creativity. You understand? Everybody's not an exactly, right. and and you know. I'm not going to say that I thought you were one, but we would have never th- realized how humble, how welcoming, how much you were willing to extend your hand to help without me having to ask. Right. Like, I would have never saw those qualities in you without having worked along with you on these projects. You know, and I mean, it's, it's huge. I, 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 I just like I said, um, I don't I don't I don't want to say I was uh, a different type of guy before I got got stabbed. Yeah. But, um, you know, it caused me to take a step back. Yeah. Mind yeah. you, I've, I've been around actors, actresses, models, exotic cars. I've been around money. I've been around yachts. I've been around every artist you could think about. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, 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 I've been there, you know. Um, and I, one, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of it smo- is smoke and mirrors. And I'll tell you the truth, man, the happiest I've ever been is just been inside my house with people that I really care about and people that really care about me. Facts. You know, um, you know, I've done amazing things in my career, but I, at this point, I'm really, I, 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 it's, 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 it's like when I say the master, the champion master thing. They like, yo, oh, so he think he a master? I mean, I've been able to provide for my family. I've been able to, uh, you know, pretty much do whatever I want to do, live however I want to live doing this, you know, um, when I didn't have to do it. Right. You know, I didn't have to. You know, I didn't have to. This is a choice. This is a leap of faith. And I did it without bad minding anybody, and I did it while getting bad mind the most bro like it 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 is it's crazy but at the end of the day um all those things made me who I am if they would have gave it to me easily maybe I wouldn't have worked as hard as my craft if I was already there maybe I wouldn't have went to the scratch academy Mm. Maybe I maybe I wouldn't have learned how to play all these different types of genres. Maybe I wouldn't have went and say yo I got to do good because nobody's rooting for me. So I'm going to spend 12 13, 14, 15 hours learning this denry, learning all this stuff and like really, really, really cataloging it and really understanding like, yo, Kevin, you know, you have to do this. It doesn't matter your name. You know, some people feel like just because their name, they don't have to do these things. And yo, as, as big as my name is, yo, pre- people, I, I put in my work when it's, when it's come to this music, man, I, I definitely do. And that, that's another takeaway. It no matter shows. how big you get, keep putting in that work. It shows. Um, keep, keep, keep putting that work in. You know, there's two quick things before we get out of here. 
one mm-hmm. as, as I was trying to bring up the um the morning show boat ride. So that was kind of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, Kevin right, right. and I Sorry. linked up. But in terms of the morning show family, speak of that importance to you. I know that's changed a lot of our lives, including mine. Ex- well, explain like the morning, what you've curated, and how important that morning show family is to you. Well, before before um before the uh the whole virtual thing. Yeah. You know, every now and again, you would speak to people and people would tell you stories on what they were going through when they first heard you play. Mm. You know, and uh, what, what it means, you know, for the things that I've said or like I've been told the way you DJ, you're, you're passionate about it. Because I used to be, I used to get upset because when I used to play, there's this, there was a club that I played in the city. It was called Rebel, had a big stage. And every week in the front, there would be like 15 to 20 girls that wouldn't move. They would just look left to right. And as a DJ, you don't want people to just look at you like that because you feel like you're, you're doing bad. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a girl that said, Kevin, you, you look passionate to the point that she's like, she, 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 she put it in terms like sexual terms. And I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah. She's like, that's why they're looking at you like that. I said, oh, okay, I, under, I understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But these are, these are conversations you would have every couple of years. It's not something you would hear every day. When I started the virtual space, every single day, I was getting direct message after direct message from people saying, yo, um, either my girl had anxiety and, you know, I could tell after she listened to you, she was so at ease. Thank you. Or I had anxiety or, yo, wow. you know, some people are, are home with their family. Like Kevin, I live by myself. You know, it's just me and these four walls. When I turn on, turn on, turn off Twitch, I have nobody. Thank you. And then somebody in particular that you guys know very well came to me and was like, she tried to commit suicide. Jesus. And she said it didn't work. And she was in the hospital and she discovered my SoundCloud. And then after she discovered my SoundCloud, she found me on Twitch. Wow. And she said the things that I've said and the way I am, it changed her life. And I have so many different stories because. I do share a lot of my experiences on Twitch. You know, I just don't go up there and play music. I, I, I share a lot of what was going on in my head. It could be funny. It could be serious. It could be controversial. It could be just something I, I'm pissed off about. It could be something somebody said in the chat. I feel like I got to address, but um, just that connection and the, 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 the feeling that you matter. When a DJs feel like, yo, you matter, you make a difference. Like, it's not just about just being on the ones and twos. You know, when it feels like, yo, you're making a difference in people's lives, right. it's, a, it's a different type of responsibility you have. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, me not doing a morning show, when somebody felt like they wanted to commit suicide, but no longer wants to do that. Or we, we, we are changing people's, like, I, there was a, a nurse. She said, Kevin, every day I was going to the hospital and seeing people die. 
and it was weighing down on me. And then I would catch your lives. And it came to a point where I switched my work schedule so I could just stay up and watch a live and then go to work after. So I started my work after your show just because you made it that easier for me to deal with what was going on. It was like, yo, um, like the morning show family, you know, um, they've really shown me my worth. A lot of, I, I always say that I'm really not going to get my flowers till I die. None of us. Uh, are, but, but I, I, I get them, man. I get, yeah. I get the, uh, I get the appreciation and I get the flowers and I'm not doing it for the flowers, but you know, um, <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it's crazy when you see the work you put in, you know, like you, 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 you find a song that you like and you put it out in the world and you bust the song mm -hmm. and you don't get the credit for it. Hmm. You know, that, ha that, that has happened to me or you get the credit, but you get like a half credit, like, yeah, Kevin, you did it, but he and he did it too. So it just wasn't you. And in reality, yo, it was you. And if, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for me, then nothing would have happened. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it gets, it gets kind of frustrating. I, I feel the love, you know, I get the, like the, uh, the people that tell me, even yourself, Busby, you know, you've, you've, you've told me and, uh, even what you did with the, uh, you know, the dub plate, you know, you did a custom dub plate for yeah. me, you know, and you wrote it for the morning show. And it's just like, like looking at that boat ride, that is a moment in time. I, it wasn't, you know, it was like what, 400 people, three, between three, yeah, three, 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 whatever, three, three, between three and 400 people. It yeah. was, but it was, hundred percent because of Twitch. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we had the emotes. We would play music that do not play because people do not know the music. I, I remember when you played the Sun Kiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, Private Ryan was right there filming you play. Yeah, that was crazy. Because because nobody was playing that rhythm. Right. But everybody was partying to that shit on the boat ride. And I'm like, yo. This is exactly what I wanted. If I was more of an emotional guy, I probably would have cried on the boat, but I didn't, you know, I was just, I was just like, wow. I was in you awe how, how like much of a family vibe that there was. was yeah. And we in a place where it's all walks of life coming to New York where we're not from. Right. But it was like, everybody knew each other and right. it was, that family vibe is bigger than the numbers that you could bring out. Yeah. I would, I would, I, I would um rather have those 400 people Instead of a thousand strangers. Exactly. exactly. You know, as, as, a, as, a, as a DJ, as a, you know, somebody who cares about the culture, as a, as a promoter, you know, I care more about that than the actual dollars. I like the dollars, but, you know, um, you know, it's, it's not just about the, the dollars for me, as you can see. Facts. You know, All right, bro. Well, within the interest of time, we got to cut it short. I don't know, Jake, yeah, if there's any last uh, question that you might have. No, I just want to say much respect for the pizza. Yeah. That pizza. Oh, listen, listen, my <laughs> mother gave us drink, white oak and pizza when we reached the <laughs> studio. Big up yourself. My mother, my mother, my mother raised me that anybody who a guest in your house, you had to offer them something. Yeah. Yeah. You, you cannot, you cannot just walk, be in my space 
and I don't see if I want something to eat, I want something to yeah. drink. You know, that's just that's just the way my mother raised me. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the way. And you you guys, you guys are coming from far, man. You guys are coming from another country. So, you know, um, you know, we we in New York, we could be we could be a certain type of way, but we we could be very, very, very nice to the people that deserve it. And you guys more than deserve it. I, I just want to say thank you, you know, for uh just 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 um just just being dope people because um you know I, I have you're not the only person I've rated. You know, you're not the only person that, you know, I've told the Crown Army you should follow, but you, you're probably one that has shown the most gratitude. Um, I've noticed that something about you. You're very appreciative, bro. Yeah. You know, things that I don't, I don't even think twice about. You know, I've seen you post on Instagram. And me, I like, I, like I said, I don't do things. I don't be nice to people to post it later. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't do that. I don't, I don't do that. It's just, that's just the right thing to do. You know, so you 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 rarely see me post anything that I've done for somebody on the gram. Yeah. You know, but I and then I'll see you post it. I'm like, shit, I did that. Damn, that's you know, you put it like that. It's like, yo, you know, he's very, you're very appreciative, mm-hmm. and you're at a place where, you know, it's it's just I want to see Buds Busby on that big stage where he's just performing. And he's just like, you know, just, and, and you know, from they call your name, it's just like on the boat, I called your name. Everybody's like, Rah! I was shocked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't like, that kind of love at home. <laughs> I, you, know, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm not going to say I get that every time, but yeah. you know, when you get, when they say they call your name and they, ah, you're yeah. like, that gives you the confidence. Like, yeah. Facts. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, every <laughs> artist went through that where they would call their name and people would just look and then they, they like, oh my God, and it's, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's good. I just want to thank you guys, JKD. Thank you for everything that you've done. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, some things you had to do for me still, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We'll yeah, get it done. We'll get it done. Um, no, no, so what, in terms of what they're talking about, JKD is doing some graphic work for, um, for Kevin Crown, so yo JKD JKD has done some of the best graphics yeah, my channel has ever seen, man. And I um, you know um, you know as much as I, I you know I I like to think I have one of the best looking shows. Yeah. Um, you know I, I I think it's just a testament to the the, the vibe we all have because it's just not me. Yeah. You know. It's, and that- it's, it's, what it's, you it's, said there is, is the perfect thing to say for the ending here. Now, this is it's not a question. Again, we speak on the side. So you tell me some analogies and certain different things that have gravitated towards me. And I look at stuff in a different perspective. It's for you to elaborate on something you've told me. And that's your analogy of Marvel. Oh. And this is how I want to end the podcast because I thought it was so powerful what you said about that. All right. All right. So there's, there's, there's guys that operate where they want to be the the man right they want to they want to stick out so they surround themselves with 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 lames you know they surround themselves there's this this like like if i I was to start a crew but i would just start a crew with i he's good at this but he can't touch me here and he's good at this he can't touch me here so you always stand out sort of like the girl who walks around with ugly girls so she always looks best in the in the selfie i don't i don't i'm not interested in that you know, I want to be the Avengers. Mm. You know what I mean? I want to be the Avengers. I I, I want to be, 
you know, it's it, the Avengers. Captain America comes out of the movie. Crazy. Then Hulk, crazy. Thor, crazy. Spider-Man, crazy. Black Widow, crazy. It doesn't matter. Anybody on their own can hold it down. But you see, when the Avengers come together, it's a whole different type of energy and everybody holds it on. I want to be around the Avengers. You know what I'm saying? Steel, sharp and steel. You know, if you just surround yourself with lames, you're always going to be the man. And you ain't got to do, you ain't, you're always going to look. It's like, it's, like a, it's, like a, it's like a dude who just, you know, he's the only one that dresses clean. Everybody else don't know, don't know how to dress, don't know how to talk. It, you know, you're always going to stick out. Yep. You know, yep. you, 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 if you want to be, you know, the diamond in the rough, that's cool. Be the diamond in the rough. I want to, I want to be the jewelry store. And there's no growing when you're around lames. Nah. That's what I said, steel, sharp, and steel. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I, I see the Buzz B playing. Oh, shit. Just Buzz B playing that? Right. Nah, boy. I have to go and I have to play. I have exactly. to find some. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 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 it's just what it is. Yep. It, and it's not a competition. It's, it's you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta keep up. You right. should never be the smartest one in the room. And it's as simple <laughs> as that. You got you to gotta keep elevating and... Another powerful thing, as we say goodbye, that you said in this podcast was even to the stature that you are right now, you are still a student of the game. Mm -hmm. You're still constantly learning and improving your craft and developing everything. And I that's something our kids that are coming up in the industry need to see. see it, right. I wish I wish I wish I could. I could. Um, I wish I could practice. I don't practice. Yeah. I don't. practice. I Damn. just whatever. A lot of times when you see me doing creative things on the um, on sure. Twitch. Yeah. It's not practice. It's, oh, shit. I get an idea. And I'm like, yo, hold up, people. Let me see if I could try this. Mm. And I try. I'm like, yo, oh my God, this shit work. But it's never practice because I don't have time to practice. Yeah. So so I wish I wish I had time to just like meds. But I, I, it, for me to just start playing music without an audience in my heart, I, I might as well just go live and play it for me. I always think, I always think like that. Right. You know, I wish, I wish I could, there was a time where I would, I would dead ass just, um, I don't know if you guys know what a chirp, a chirp is. That's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah, scratch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Scratch. I would, it's an open fader. So the, the fader starts open and you close it. Right. I would, I would literally just chirp for an hour mm. till my forearms and everything started hurting just to get it down. You know, I don't have I don't have that luxury of time anymore. Yeah. But I, I I wish I wish I did, you know, and I'm I'm always looking to be to be better. You know, I I um one of my goals is to compete in Red Bull one day. Wow, nice. And one of my one of my goals is to compete in Red Bull one day. I just need to uh have that time to for do sure. it. All right, my brother, we appreciate you so much for this. Thank uh, you, you man. You are once again. This is a legendary interview, but not only that. When down the road you see this thing start to blow up, you could say you were the first person yeah. that we interviewed on the People's Podcast. So we want to thank you for your time, bro. Thank you for everything I'm you've done for first, both of us. I was the first one, you know. That was me. I was the first. <laughs> we, we appreciate it, man. And it was an amazing thank interview. You, there were so many takeaways from this. You guys are good, man. You guys are definitely. Um, Definitely good, man. I, I, I would sometimes I think, yeah, I should move to Toronto, but it's too cold. Yeah, <laughs> facts. <laughs> but you live in New York. Is, 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 is it nah, better? Nah. 
Nah, Canada, different type of cold. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Different. New York cold. Yeah, yeah. Canada is cold. <laughs> I think I think there's Canada and then there's Montreal. Yeah, Montreal's colder. <laughs> They're like scary yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'm comparing y'all to them because yeah, yeah. Montreal. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, but I mean, you have a good living situation. You'll be all right. Yeah, <laughs> but we'll see you soon, and that too. Yeah. I mean, I, so, sooner than later, we might let the cat out the bag, but. Mm-hmm. You might just see Kevin Crowd on a Busby event very soon, people. <laughs> You're just going to leave it right there. So you going to say man. nothing more than that. Facts, man. Uh, morning show, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. The biggest, the baddest, the mindest, the gladdest, the craziest thing on Twitch. <laughs> um, the uh, anniversary, two-year anniversary, March the 15th. Mm. I would love I would love his, um, if Busby and um, JKD did a set yeah, on the know. channel. You know, we're gonna um we are gonna do a all a all day stream and we're just yeah. gonna bring different people on the channel. That's you already know? in my calendar. Now he's asking you. We have it on tape, so you're part of that, huh? I'll do it. Let's go. We're gonna do the we're gonna do the um we're gonna do the um pretty much how we're doing it now. Yeah. Okay. You know, so we're gonna do that on the channel and you know, we just we're gonna try to make it epic, man. Uh my goal. You know, I'm putting it out there. I'm trying to break the thousand mark on Twitch. I don't think any Caribbean DJ has done that yet. Mm. Um, I'm trying to break the thousand. You know, that's my goal. Yeah. I'm gonna put it out there. Um, you know, uh, I don't think it's any anything wrong with putting something like that out there. I think some Absolutely people are too proud, so. but I, I want to put it out there. I'm trying to break the thousand mark. Mm. So we're gonna try to do what we gotta do to make that happen. You know, so, yeah. you know, you know, we're on board for that. We'll help as much as we can. I think, honestly, I think if all the DJs hosted, um, if all the DJs hosted and all the DJs, I don't want to sell, tell a DJ not to, not to, not to stream. Right. I think if all the DJs, um, and I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to every DJ I know on Twitch mm. and I'm going to tell them, listen, March the 15th, this is what's going on mm. um, and see what can be done. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, maybe, maybe not, but I, I would like to be the first one to get to the thousand mark. That's pretty much my goal. Mm. Um, and just to, you know, just have another epic stream. I think we've we've had so many epic moments. Oh, you come to fit. We come to It's not COVID. It's, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, the, the Valentine's Day show was crazy. That was epic. That's a little, that's a little morning show humor. So the morning show family, you gonna know what we talk about. Oh, Otherwise, you gotta tune man. in. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, I, I, you know, if I knew these things would happen, I feel like I should make them subscriber only. Yeah. But I, I do not have no idea. What's nothing yeah. that never have I ever. And I did, yo, it was just like, yo, Kevin, it's Valentine's Day. You're going to play some R&B and you're going to dress, you're going to dress up. Right. And then, and then I just, my mind just start bubbling and it's just like, holy shit. <laughs> you crazy, you crazy, crazy, crazy as hell. There was one time in your show where you had to turn around and you were just laughing to yourself for like a good <laughs> five minutes. Like, you crazy, bro. Yeah, yeah, And the yeah. craziest part is. Is that's another reason why he took a liking to who I am as a DJ when he saw the fan hub. He's like, yo, I like this. I was, uh, you'd be, I didn't know. I was like, yo, he don't even know how, how much of up my alley this is. Like, <laughs> like, 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 and people, I'm like, yo, yeah, I could 
I could just play music, but you know, it gets it gets it gets crazy. It's boring, I started I, I started laughing because I think the Valentine's Day I pushed it right to the limits yeah, of, yeah. of Twitch. I pushed it right to the limits, and I just had to turn around and I just started laughing. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. it's when people are like, "Yo, I want to log off, but I can't." Yeah. <laughs> You know, when people were trying to work and do that at the same time, but they said, no, nah, work's not happening today. <laughs> it was crazy, man. So anyway, man, let, let them know where you, they can follow you besides Twitch in the morning show. Where can they find Kevin you on Crown platform? Kevin Crown Music is everything. Just type in Kevin Crown Music. You'll find me on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm not, I'm not too uh, Facebook savvy. Facebook just got too much going on with it. Yep. Same. Um. So, yeah. Um. Instagram, definitely Kevin Crown Music. Mm. Twitch, Kevin Crown Music. SoundCloud, Kevin Crown Music is pretty much you know, one shot deal for me and, um, you know, for bookings. Yeah. Book Kevin crown at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get to do this and sit down in real life. It's always good to, uh, you know, talk and put a human side to what we are. Cause exactly. I'm pretty sure people don't understand if Busby's on for four hours, he's standing in one place for four hours. Just, mm-hmm. just yeah. understand the level of of mental and physical work it takes to do that mm-hmm. no i i uh you know it's it's hmm. there's not enough appreciation for that yeah, it's not we could just i could talk, i could go on and on i, I don't want to say it's not enough but i, I feel I, like I think they it's, think I, we're just machines i they definitely they definitely think yeah. we're machines they definitely think we we could um they definitely think we don't have any any kind of feelings, mm. you know, and, and that's why people say, "Okay, why do you answer certain people in the chat?" I let I said I, I answer people so they know they can't just say whatever they want. Yeah, teach people how checked. to treat you. Yeah. You know, sometimes you let you let shit pass. Yeah, and then people people feel like, "Yo, I could just say whatever I want." Exactly. Nah, I'm a, I'm gonna put you in check. Yeah, exactly. That's me. Love but it, bro. Man, that's it, man. This is this is for the people and this is the people's podcast. We thank you so much for your time and energy as always. And thank we got to do a part two very soon. We'll be linking up in person. And as I said, yeah, we'll see a Kevin Crown yeah. on a Busby event very soon here in yeah. Toronto. Amen. All right, bro. We appreciate you. And we'll see you guys next time on the People's Podcast. Peace.